At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello and welcome to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Yo, hey Eric, I'm Mark. Welcome to Lorehammer. Hey, hey. Welcome, 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 welcome. But also welcome to someone else joining us in the studio today, uh, hey. James. Hey, it's good to be here. Back again for just because that's when I was invited. <laughs> that, <laughs> that makes sense. I finally got an yeah. invite. Yeah. It's nice to be back. Wait a minute. <laughs> Do we only hang out with Lorehammer? <laughs> hmm. That's another box to unpack another oh, time. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are all my friends only connected to this podcast yeah yeah, yeah are we yeah. only friends just so that i can get on the podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah is yeah. that the reason who's, who's using who in this scenario I don't, I don't even know how we met this guy to be honest with you i how just remember all here? of a sudden he infiltrated our friendship circle and now he's on the show <laughs> i like it i'm fine with it it's crazy how i do that he's been <laughs> in my house <laughs> How did he get in my house? I've been in your bedroom. Oh my god! <laughs> and he can be in your bedroom too. Just, yeah, you better be yeah. on the lookout. Uh, we're looking for a white male, approximately five two. Five <laughs> <laughs> I went straight for the blood on that one. Jeez. Well, no kidding. Five around. two when I'm wearing shoes, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> Well, welcome uh, to Lorehammer. Uh, there's a classic <laughs> intro for you. <laughs> we're a 40K podcast, in case you're wondering. Uh, before we get into the show, though, we're just going to go over some quick housekeeping. Uh, if you're enjoying the show, don't forget us to, uh, to support us on Patreon. Um, you know, buck a month helps you uh, help us do this, helps whatever. <laughs> it helps, helps you feel good about yeah, no, the hours of content you get to listen to. Exactly. Yeah. Help me to help you. Exactly. Help me help you. Exactly. <laughs> also, we At have what a, point do you turn into a scammer with that? <laughs> help me help it's you. It's a reverse See, funnel I scheme. I invite two people. It's an upside down two. pyramid, okay, yeah. guys? So we're, <laughs> we're funneling everything to someone else. Yeah. Ah. To no. Mark and Eric Shell Corporation. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to uh, come hang out with us, come chill on Discord. Just, you know, shoot us a message and we'll send you a link or it's in the show notes too, whatever. Yeah. Find it um, on our Instagram or our yeah. Facebook. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. I'm sure if you Google it. But yeah, come chill on our Discord. We do monthly cost contests for our Patreon members and you can join that too. They're pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, and then the final little thing is I got another podcast. Um, you know, I'm branching out. I'm learning how to grow as a person. You can come join me. Grow with me. Learn. The show is called Pillow Talk with Mark and B. And, uh, 
here's my little sales pitch for you. Hey, do you guys like listening to me, but your girlfriend hates listening to Lorehammer? Listen to Pillow Talk with Mark and B, where you can still listen to me, but your girlfriend can listen to B. Uh, but yeah, it's just a nice little show with me and my girlfriend. Just chill. So something for everyone. Okay. Something for everyone. Curiosity. Why didn't you call it You, Me, and B? Because that would have worked really well. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the other going... Well, they didn't consult you on it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. The other one was... The other going topic was Pillow Talk with Mark and B and Big D. Um, but I like that less. Yeah, gonna Big be D Dylan was gonna, but you know, that's just whatever. I, I'm not sure if I can yeah. put the ideas of pillow talk, you know, a yeah. gentle, soothing, soul-bearing <laughs> moment with, with some big D. <laughs> That's ultimately so. what we decided to, so we cut that and we just went with me and B. But, yeah. you know, whatever. Ah, okay. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I assumed you would have just gone with the big D. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the get the pillow talk out of here. It's a capital D equals 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 eight, and that's the symbol for the podcast. That's the podcast name. Yeah, yeah. Go check that out. Boomers are like, what is going? Like, what is D equal 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 eight? What does that even mean? It's mad. Why is it wet? <laughs> cool. Uh, uh, Imperial Knights. Holy smokes! <laughs> How long have we talked about doing a night episode? Yeah, man. This is like my fucking favorite thing. In of all, all of time. 40K. Of all 40K. Um, mm. Way long back ago, we did actually my uh, Homebrew Imperial Night House episode. And uh, I read this on there a long time ago. I'm going to read it again. And then we'll get kind of into the episode. Night lore is some of the coolest stuff in 40K. True both to medieval tradition and epic feel that 40K thrives from. Night titans protect the egg worlds that Mechanicus used to supply and predominantly feed. They're incredibly ravenous forge worlds. These titans are easier to, do, to produce by far than even the humble Warhound scout, scout Titan, and so can be readily made, produced almost as though an afterthought. So knights aren't the biggest, baddest, most overblown thing in 40k, but they are to the night worlders. The people who live and die on the agri worlds, delineated from other agri worlds by their designation as nice night worlds, all are on the technological and societal footing of medieval war- Europe. A lot of these worlds look like Bretonia from World Warhammer Fantasy. Kings and queens and Arthurian legend, stone brick castles and skullcap peasantry abound. Fields and forests extend uh, to every direction without end. Remember, it's much more important to to obey societal doctrine than to optimize food output. Imagine what someone from that world would think when they see a Night Titan, the most agile giant robot the Imperium makes, capable of shrugging off lasers and plasma bombs, towering slot silently over the field on a world that probably doesn't even have gunpowder weaponry or even the uh, Copernican idea of the night sky. The kingdoms of the planet may have their petty wars, but life is dominated by the meeting of food and resource quotas of the machine men from the sky who build and fix the nights that the children and adults view with awe and reverence like some... Um, Nalgum of God and mon- Monster. These machine men could destroy entire kingdoms on a whim by dropping stars from the sky. Kingdom trains their nobles and knightly warriors to fight with swords, horses, and hammers. They conscript armies f- uh, from farming peasants and use squadrons of bowmen to kill at range, except for the knight ty- titan pilots. Those who are honored enough or skilled enough may graduate beyond knighthood to knighthood. Capitals, yeah. <laughs> Someone who takes a bath maybe twice a month and lives by torchlight has a duty to step inside a machine of such uh, power and complexity that the science of the 41st millennium proves incapable of comprehending it. Those are revered beyond their kings, for they are the wielders of magic and death 
and are entrusted with more true power than any other man on the planet. Those men fight monsters, murderous warriors from the sky, and even other knights from enemy kingdoms. Sometimes when the machine men come down when they aren't expected, the men who pilot the god monsters must go far away to battle and fight alongside the machine men in their wars. Not a war on the other side of the world, but a war on a distant star, surrounded by machines and giants even larger than they are. Imagine the man who has a lifelong job of knowing how to run, and to run the knights, whose sacred duty is to recruit and train pilots. Imagine, a lord or general may give the order to bring the cavalry along the left flank and fire the laser cannon onto the walls of the enemy castle. Despite his most valorous deeds, his children grow up playing with a giant metal god standing over them, silent, omnipotent, resplendent in livery and gold leaf. These children one day grow up old and tell stories, not of lords and generals, but of the time when their kingdom's men meant when their kingdom's metal giant slew a great beast, or raised an entire castle single-handedly, or ran across the entire world to deliver medicine to a dying king. Imagine what a pilot is to his subject, or his lords. What legends would be told of them, the men who step inside their kingdom's giant. Their legends are not sagas of indestructible gods or mortal emperors or statistic-scale tragedies but of simple, honorable soldiers told by humble, hardworking people centuries after those um, soldiers are all but dust in memory. Uh, if you're not crying, uh, tears appear awesome right now. You're not slime marble or you have no soul. So, yeah. I didn't write that, by the way. That was from 1D4chan. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of cool imagery in there. And when we go through this, just keep picturing back to just keep the image of Arthurian legend and, like, you know, castles and skullcap peasantry and all these you know toiling in the fields except with a reaper chain sword it's kind of some little differences but yeah it's fun i i didn't want to start this right off at the bat in the beginning but i have a concern (laughs) okay (laughs) and my my concern is that very like over and over you hear that they are on medieval tech worlds yeah so but and you hear that it said it constantly says like all all knights are these worlds but they just it doesn't make any sense to me yeah like i i can assume that many are i can even get behind that but i don't even know if i could i don't even know if i could Mm. believe the majority of every single knight world the only technology they have are these massive things. But I definitely prefer the image of what you're saying. Yeah. Like yeah. that that is a way cooler yeah. image to me than As, like a knight in on Terra or on, <laughs> on Mars. You know, then it's just like yeah. one in a million. Yeah, yeah. Or like one in the many. But when it's on like that world that has nothing, it's way cooler. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um yeah, we talk about some of their armies and stuff and like um it you definitely get to see more of the not just always medieval knights they have some actual standing armies with lasers and ordnance weapons and all these kind of cool things too but but even just like yeah. um like the very first night house created yeah. that was on mars you know it, that's not some agri world yeah, yeah, yeah. in the middle of nowhere with peasants <laughs> toiling the fields so like obviously i have less experience reading night codex or night codexes or whatever they're, they're yeah they're night codexes yep but like, is that the lore that they usually say? Is that these come from the agri worlds, or are they usually co- are they those usually... codexes talking about them from like, yeah, here's the Mars Knights, and here's here's another one from a Forge world, or like, is that more where they come talk about? It feels them? pretty mixed, honestly, to me. But the it's their inception, I think, is what people really focus on because they weren't originally 
um, machines of war at all. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of... We'll, we'll get into all of it and how mm. it all kind of fits together mm. and why you can have fucking 50-foot-tall robots with laser cannons standing next to a bowman laying siege to a <laughs> castle. We'll get there. Okay, um, okay. Yeah. So let's let's start right off the bat. You know, what are Imperial Knights? Maybe yeah. you have no idea what they even look like. Uh, that Knights are... Towering bipedal engines of war, clad in thick adamantium plates and armed with enough weapons to outgun a Lehman Russ squadron. Yeah, they got this really cool shape. If you haven't Googled a picture yet, but they look like top heavy with these broad sweeping shoulder pads that just... It's like a turtle shell almost on top. That, you know? I think that's a like some carapace yeah. thing is like a really good way to describe it yeah. because you can see that it's like one sheet of metal yeah. that kind of like covers in a dome that like main portion yeah. of the body. And like the whole skeletal frame has kind of just every now and again armor plates slapped on or, you know, it just you can still see the skeleton underneath if you're looking at it from behind or whatever. Sure. But then, yeah, they have these like thick adamantium plates. Yeah. Mm. Uh, the pilots, or scions of the knights, hail from noble knight houses whose lines can be traced by thousands of years on feudal worlds of the Imperium known as Night Worlds. Uh, knight houses will make vows of loyalty to either the Imperium or the Mechanicum. Knights which are sworn to the service of the Emperor are known as Questor Imperialis, and knights which are sworn to the Omnissia are known as Questor Mechanicus. Yeah, very cool. This is a big distinction, too. And it kind of comes back to what you're saying about, like, why every angry world might have this. Like, so there are two different, very different styles of knight and different mentality. Yeah, like, Mars is a Mechanicum knight household. They're way more, like, the Forge worlds, you yeah. know. Um, they're typically founded with them. They grow up with them. Where a lot of houses aligned with the Imperium, they were those angry worlds that were originally the original colonization. Then the Imperium found them. Um, but it's two very distinct differences, you know. They also look very different. Yeah, The yeah. more familiar you get with looking at these night models and the artwork on it, like, yeah. they, they stand differently. Like, they even have different joints a lot of the time. Their weaponry is very yeah. different. Yeah, like, their weaponry is way more exotic and, like, not just, like, hard shells or... Right, yeah. yeah. The, you, you definitely see the, the different themes in... And I think they've done a really good job, actually, yeah. of making that distinction between the Mechanicus mm -hmm. and the Imperialis ones. Yeah, as we carry on, we'll kind of talk about more of those cool different, you know, distinctions. Yeah, we can jump into some of the history, though. I can... Yeah, go for so it. So I'll talk a little bit about the Dark Age of Technology. Um, so the original Night Worlds were founded during the Dark Age of Technology, settled by humanity in its great stellar exodus. In an event dubbed the Long March, over the course of decades, colonization ships reached their pre-chosen worlds. Cool. So when they arrived, however, they've often found lethal wildlife and plant and plant life alike or devastating meteorological conditions so very harsh places to live you so know? What, animals larger than houses ready to devour us yeah. so what <laughs> could be better to help you out than a giant robot <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> so the founding materials for the colonists were the ships themselves while they were able to flourish and expand thanks to stc machines among the creations of the stc during this time were the first night suits to defend against predators and hostile xenos I love this image of them. Like, they have these huge, like, generational colonial ships. Arc like, ships. Yeah, yeah. We, we know the scale of 40K. They deal with millions on these ships. So these are massive. And just, they landed on a planet, 
and then they start spreading out, dismantling the ship as they build some other things. Yeah. And like this reactor previously powered all the lights in Hab Block C, but now yeah. it's gonna power this gun on this, <laughs> yeah. you know, massive night we need because the big beasties are coming. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. There, I, I really like that feel of the early settler humans. Yeah, it's very explorer age. Very like you're gonna be. Um, like crafty and like clever, yeah, but yeah, also yeah. hardy. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a very different feel than what you have now in 40k with warp travel and you know the Imperium as a whole. <laughs> well, yeah, because like in in the in the for in the 41st millennium kind of thing, you have this decay is kind of the the main element or the main theme. But at that time, it's all about like where where humanity is expanding where like it's it's growing so yeah. there's a totally different theme at the center of what people Yeah, it was doing. like a hopeful yeah. theme as opposed to this oh my god we're dying theme. And and it's not like a great crusade or something like that. It's like Yeah, it wasn't it's, military it's at not, all. It's almost like we're going to these places and then the harsh environments are what cause us to need the guns it's not it's mm. not a conquer a right. conquest yeah. kind of thing as much yeah like i guess you the ship you would be on you'd be like fr friends with everyone you know you're all there on that ship for a similar purpose so you're not well really i going mean to wage war against people there's so many people there yeah. the, there's probably like judges already there sure. there's like you, you know entire families and communities that have grown up together there's yeah. people that have been born on that ship <laughs> yeah. that have never like they'll live and die on that <laughs> ship before they can get to their planet yeah yeah, yeah. like that's wild <laughs> Yeah, so the pilots for these suits were carefully chosen, but over the extended exposure to the Throne Mechanicum console, their concepts of practical self-defense and communal survival were replaced by ideas of authoritarianism, chivalry, and martial honor. Cool. Yeah, so over the decades, a feudal system formed, and those protected by the knights increasingly became vassals to their masters. Yeah, uh, I just want to say something, too. So the word feudal does not mean medieval. A lot of people think that. Hmm. Feudal is a, st a, si a style of government, like it's a system of government where medieval is technology. Um, so I think that's one thing that lots of people make the mistake of when they're reading this lore is they read the word feudal, feudal instantly think of knights. You know? Well, that one piece you said, well, the, the one piece that was written by 1D4chan, even in that one, yeah. they explicitly state they yeah. all are medieval like worlds. Yeah. Yeah, like that's one D four Chan. I'm not gonna say I was so I was yeah. trying to read this and I was looking on Lexicanum and Lexicanum parrots it a couple times. Mm. So well, like it's it's totally possible that's just like the theme they're trying to hammer yeah. home. Yeah. But to me, like if let's say you want to build a night house, you don't have to build yeah. it on a medieval like tech world. Yeah. It I think that's cool and it's probably what I would do, <laughs> you know, but it's not what I'm I think you can very easily not do that. Yes, well, yeah, sure. Because the word feudal, it's a, it's a form of government where essentially authority is diffused and very uh, loose, but everyone swears fealty to the person above them, basically. Yeah. So, like, and it, land and power is given through military service is yeah. feudal. Yeah, uh, it, not necessarily. Yes. but typically, yeah. Like, yes. you, you is that the strict definition yes. that you looked up? Yes. Huh. All right. Because I was like, I'm wondering, what exactly does feudal mean? So I looked it up, and, and it is specifically given through military service. Cool. Yeah, so that, that lines up perfectly with knights, you know? You, yeah, you, I think it does. marching to war. Yeah, I was curious whether, yeah. like, feudal actually fit ex to exactly what we were talking about. The only thing that I think feudal uh, might not fit perfectly is the one singular ruler 
Because, like, a king is at the top in, yeah. like, a medieval classical feudal system. And he gives it to his vassals through their military service. And yeah. he gives them land that they can farm and then peasants that will fill his armies. But in knights, I don't think there's necessarily one person. I, I saw the high king. Yeah, like, so it really depends on the knight household. They are family lines, but sometimes also knight households have hundreds of people where, yeah. you know. But they're... even then, like, the knight house itself yeah. doesn't necessarily swear to someone above them yeah so, so the night house is also like the king and the disbursement of military yeah like they are the king and the military service hmm. so like even though they have knights inside that are swearing they're only swearing to their own night house which they're <laughs> already part of yeah yeah, know, yeah, so. yeah yeah it's like a weird double dip I'll, i'm gonna let you have it eric <laughs> <laughs> what a gift yeah oh what a I wholeheartedly disagree, but I'm going to let you have it because, I, <laughs> because I'm so happy to be back. <laughs> yeah, you better be careful oh what you say. I'm watching myself. That's right. Yeah, so the dark age of technology, you know, we know the story. Humanity just goes across the galaxy and flourishes, you mm-hmm. know. The age of strife. Later, during the age of strife, Mars sent out many expeditions of spacecraft hoping to find remnants of human knowledge on the other worlds. They found an archaic galaxy where the ancient confederacy of interdependent... Inde- yeah, interdependent human planets no longer existed. The human worlds discovered remained little of their old technology. They had developed into feudal states ruled by aristocratic nobles who welcomed the tech priests and as long-awaited saviors. Um, yeah, they the reason they did this is so they've been battling, they've been isolated for like thousands, tens of thousands of years, potentially some of them. And then all their technology has been degraded. You know, they lost the STC on how to make a battle cannon. Now, now this night's less effective. And, you know, when the Mechanicum came in, they had all this technology and were ready to trade. So all of a sudden, everyone's like, we can live again. We can survive. This comes back to my question of if the Mechanicum are showing up, yeah. are these people only bartering for parts and services rendered directly to the night? Like, mm-hmm. Why don't they why didn't they barter for a means for transportation or a way to make new farming tools? Yeah, like, they do it just, everything. Like as soon well, as you get That's like, the medieval tech, right? Like yeah. so many times it's communicated mm. that like all they have are knights. Yeah, you know, yeah, they're yeah. still using oxen to drive their plows. <laughs> but like and I, the knights are important, very important. <laughs> yeah. But at some point there's like also other priorities that must have been on their like, list, right? Like power and tradition is a powerful thing, you know? Like we've been doing electricity. Yeah, man you know you can't fucking people will still worship gods and you think why you know whatever it's crazy people do whatever they want to do you well know? People i don't, think, I don't think those might, are exact no, comparisons you know, people think but... it might be good to downtrodden the people and just keep those people under boot you know it's just whatever people it just do doesn't cr- seem very honorable people and that's supposed to be what things. knights are doing well right? no, they're keeping you safe you know you can't you can't but have that's not la- honorable you can't have laser guns that's not going to keep you safe i'm keeping you safe that's I, I could see a little bit of both. Like yeah. I think part of the the weird thing for me would be that how does how does a society, a whole planet worth of people, stay at the same level for like the thousands and thousands of years? Uh, like for ten thousand years since the Horus Heresy, these knights are have these worlds are the exact same. Like what's keeping 
so, anything from advancing out of that middle ages Sure, level. even without the adva- uh, intervention of the Mechanicum, you know, what's stopping anyone from exploring other avenues? Especially yeah. when so you it, know it's possible it, because of the about... stuff you've seen. Like, you know that there's these metal men from the metal mechanical men from yeah. the sky. Why aren't you trying to do anything? Like, you know that that is possible. Yeah, the idea of reverse engineering is instantly easier than the idea of, like, yeah. blind exploration in the realm of technology and science. Yeah, but... So, there's a couple of things. So, the throne Mechanicum, which we're going to talk about a lot later, it, it does things to the pilots where they will want to uphold things or just not let things progress. So, like... They're not letting people do anything. They're not letting the people progress anymore. So I'm not like, sure I've ever seen that about the throne mechanic. Yeah, the, the loyalty I get. Yeah, yeah. Like it. We'll, we'll read more when we. But get the to lack it. of progression. Well, it's no. It's just like um, you. They're so ingrained with tradition and like to even function at court. Some days you have to read off a hundred names just so you, you know it's all tradition. So to break tradition is not allowed. The knights won't let you do that. So when they're being in, like psycho conditioned by the throne mechanicum tradition tradition honor boom all that like i'm not saying it's the best excuse for why this happens Mm. but like yeah if tradition is your primary concern one of your three primary concerns you're not going to let people progress because that breaks tradition yeah i mean and if we're poking holes i guess you could also say like how does it make sense that uh a medieval world is producing enough food to supply uh, an entire <laughs> forge world. When, Grok's man, Grok's meat. <laughs> because, because when yeah, it comes like, down to it, medieval societies could barely feed themselves. Yeah, so. hey, listen, you sons of bitches. Just hop on board the hype train. We don't need to get into shenanigans I'm on. Here. I'm on. Throw Choo-choo, logic motherfucker. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. The tech priests settled among the feudal empires or night worlds, choosing planets that were mineral rich where they could rebuild their industries. They established... Con- Oh, and that's another thing too. So these night worlds are ancient, thousands of years where they've just get, got isolated. So maybe when they came to the planet, you know, they had all this tech, but you know, as time degrades, you lose all that tech, you lose that ability. To I think create. that sometimes that happens, but yeah, I don't sometimes. know if I, I don't know if I could get on board with that all the time. That happens. yeah, every yeah. of the times, you know. <laughs> I guess so. We're just talking about the number of worlds that look like this medieval. Yeah, that's setting. more what I'm. Yeah. I'm curious about because. It does say constantly that night worlds are at medieval tech. Yeah. And, like, you never – it's very rare to hear about a world that isn't a forge world yeah. that is a night world that is not at medieval tech. Sure. I, I mean, I, I think part of it is just, like, rule of cool. Because, like, the aesthetic <laughs> – That must the, be it. The aesthetic of, like – I think it could have been guys, done better. Have you guys heard of that game Scythe? Where yes. it's like that, it's like the, it's got the mechs in like that World War One aesthetic. Yeah. Okay, that is yeah. a beautiful aesthetic and I love it. And maybe that's a little bit what they were going for is just like these behemoths that are just so beyond everything else around them that they just become this, this magical, mystical, but mechanical thing. Hmm. Magic and machines are same thing, I suppose, if you don't know what either To the are. uninitiated? Like, yeah. yeah, if you don't know electricity my, my like, car might as well be a magic for all i know yeah, so. i fucking don't know how it works <laughs> but <laughs> pulleys and levers how do they work <laughs> fulcrums and wedges <laughs> they established contacts with the knights trading with their worlds and investigating the ancient rule ruins where surviving technology could still be sometimes found the knights provided manpower and security against enemies such as marauding orcs and land-hungry eldar exodites in return, the tech priests provided technical expertise and help rebuilding their planets. 
Yeah, it just sounds like a lot of them just fell to disrepair. You know, when you're... They went out 5,000 years before the Imperium. Like, things just degrade. Sure, I, I can and totally believe and then that, rebuild. Like, let's say there was something that just killed off every engineer in the world right now. And, and the internet is gone. Yeah. Oh, my God, the internet? Yeah. How, what how about lo- all our how, porn? <laughs> how long would it take? Or, like, do you think in a generation, like, of kids that never had the internet didn't have access to, like a lot of these technologies that we use every day, we just use them because we have them. But if like, if we didn't have someone who knew how to fix things and there was no one to teach anyone how to fix these things, would we be able to, would they just become kind of magical things that we use? Like if no one knew how a phone worked, but I knew that I could plug it in and still use it. Mm -hmm. I think it wouldn't take that many generations for that to become a mystical thing and to lose that. You're you're talking about the removal of all knowledge. Another piece of the puzzle is is that though. That is another piece of the puzzle, though. Like, the Mechanicum doesn't share their knowledge. They're not just going to, like, share all of this. But it wasn't really like that, because these people, the original people, they dismantled their entire ship and used it as technology to repurpose their entire planet, whether that's terraforming or building massive irrigation systems or, like, cities or whatever. So it's not that those people weren't capable of it. It just... It feels like something has happened in the process from point A to point now. And I'm not like, I can see degradation being a good answer, but it just, you have to explain it. It's not satisfying me, you know, as fully as a good double cheeseburger would. You You would have to give, like, I feel like there'd have to be some impetus. Like, why did everyone who knew how to do this before no longer know? Why was it not passed down? Yeah. Why was the knowledge lost? Yeah. Yeah, There'd have to be a fairly good explanation for that for me to be happy with it. But I get the, I get the appeal of it. I know where they wanted to go. Planet across the Imperium, essentially, though. Oh, I mean, across the galaxy. That's not true. Maybe not everyone, but lots of them kind of just look at the Interrex. Like one of the first human-like species that you encounter with, they were more advanced than uh, the Imperium in many ways. So I don't know if I would say it happens to most of them. Yeah, I wouldn't even say most. But But it happens to some, for sure. Um, And I guess in a galaxy of unknown (laughs) planets, yeah, that you just encounter a lot of them. There's going to be stuff out there. (laughs) There are definitely three-plus planets in this universe. At least three. (laughs) All right, but let's not get crazy. Over the millennia, the Forge Worlds became powerful and the Night Worlds flourished under their wing. The Tech Priests and the Knights became mutually dependent on, and each Forge World became a hub of an empire consisting of a Forge World and its surrounding Night Worlds. I like that. I like the idea of a Forge World kind of building out its bastion of defense, but yeah. using star systems as opposed to just, you know, <laughs> a, a moat in a, in a castle. So. <laughs> yeah. The knights learned much from the tech priests, and their societies were gradually transformed into technologically sophisticated cultures. Many of the Forge Worlds managed to maintain sporadic contact with each other, and the tech priests' obsession with knowledge ensured that discoveries on one world were distributed to others throughout the galaxy. The most important innovation that the tech priests brought to these knight worlds were the fighting machines called knights. These machines were one-man versions of titans, much smaller and less powerful than a real titan but far better suited to be or to the mobile style of warfare prevalent against the nobility of the night worlds i'm not sure i'm I'm not quite sure what that sentence is it it makes it sound like the mechanicus brought knights to them after they arrived so this is in the age of strife still like this is still predating imperium this is still technically even predating mechanicus. i thought the people brought the knights with them they not might, the mechanicus yeah they they definitely had some and then or not depending on the 
depending on the ship for sure. Um, huh. Yeah. But either way, they brought knights back in. You know, lots of them lost the ability to do it. Yeah. And uh, and then they also branched out and set up a, a bunch of Night Worlds. Forge Worlds branched out, set up a bunch. Okay. Um, so, you know, depending on the fucking... Still predates sure. the Imperium, Imperium, you know. So it all depends on the Night World. Uh, and now let's move on to a little, little more recent history. So during the early Great Crusade, only 10,000 years ago, uh, the rogue trader Jeffers discovered the first Night World, and many were subsequently sought out and assimilated into the fledgling Imperium. I'm assuming that's, um, that's like specifically a Night World, because that wouldn't be the first time knights were No, 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 like this, like, you know, this is another 5,000 years after the Mechanicum set up their Forge World and little Night Worlds, and then, you know, the, the Age of Strife happened and everyone gets separated, all the war storms happen, so everyone just kind of falls apart. But yeah, they kind of... Yeah, so this is, this is outside of the solar system. Yeah. yeah. I really love rogue traders, and I wish that they were incorporated into more things in the modern lore. Like, I know they get... They get sprinkled <laughs> on stuff, but I just like the like the idea that yeah, of course it'd be a rogue trader who would be like bringing this. It's like they're almost like some sort of like uh, Renaissance era explorer going out, and that's kind of how they look too. So it makes sense. Yeah, he's going out. He's looking for new trade routes, new stuff to sell. Yeah, they're definitely like just happens upon this. They're the vanguard of the Imperium presence. You know, like where a rogue trader comes, like. If you're a human planet, especially, yeah. you're most likely going to see an imperial presence there soon. And if you're a Xenos planet, you're definitely going to see an imperial presence soon. Uh, later, during the Horus Heresy, many night worlds and their night houses pledged their banner to the treacherous warmaster. Uh, half, I believe. Not half of night worlds. No? No. Once again, the throne mechanicum kind of acts as a buffer for this. So it is there, like, do they say how many? No, so... Because it's a half now, of everything else. Yeah, so now in older lore, so back in, let's call it 2015, I think the night model is released. It might not be that exact date. We got a whole new fresh idea of what knights were. Before that, they were in Adeptus Titanicus as kind of just like these suits that you piloted that came from the Age of Strife. Very brief lore. Um, so I've lost what I was going with that. <laughs> Basically, there's two types. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's not half, but, and it's thanks yeah, oh, to the Throne Mechanicum? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it just, it, it, it brainwashes you essentially, and it just, yeah. Overrides okay. your brain. I, well, so how did it not work then with so many? So it didn't work so didn't with so many. That's, so the many. that's the because thing. Because they have that half didn't fall to chaos. Well, that's what I mean. Why didn't it work with the ones that did turn? Oh, like you. Is there an explanation? You can override it. Like the the throne mechanicum is is overridden by sheer force of will. So you can dominate and control the throne mechanicum. But you're dealing with like once again, we'll get to it. I also I read an interesting piece that makes me think it's kind of inevitable for knights to eventually succumb to chaos. Um, Why? One of the pieces one said, the pieces that, said that, um, um, knights, knights, so it was, t- I was reading the portion specifically about how knights fell. Mm-hmm. And one of the lines of the says, line says, uh, knights, knights that experienced too much trauma and catastrophe and yeah. eventually their machine spirits would just go insane. And then when the machine spirit goes insane, the whole thing is just open for influence from whatever. Yeah. So it, I like, it's not saying they're all going to do it, but I like thinking like, Oh, it's just, it's just a ticking time bomb. You know, at some point you know, they will visit. Cause it's the violence that, 
they are also perpetuating over and over. You can only stain your soul yeah. so many times before it's black. Sure, sure. So. Yeah. But do you like that or do you dislike that? Um, I'm not sure. I, I don't think I swung one way or the other. I swing both ways, I, okay? <laughs> you know? I assume so. I Like, I can see it from both perspectives. I like the idea that, like, oh, I have this guy, and it might just be tomorrow that he just decides, I'm done, and I'm going to go crazy and just start rampaging. But also, I don't know. Well, I don't like the idea that anyone every is single night. to chaos. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. That the other sure. built-in sail face, sail face, fail safe, is um, the throw mechanicum will literally kill its pilots, too. So, like, if the pilot gets corrupted, that machine's not going to let you pilot it anymore. Mm-hmm. It will kill you. So, there have been the two editions of can- canon where it's like they, they never fell to chaos, and that was back with the Adeptus Titanicus. And then when they did the new update, they released it where some fall. But it's it's still super rare. Uh, yeah, I definitely prefer the idea that you can fall. And I and I, don't, I like the idea that um, here's, here's why not as many fall. You know, yeah. it's a what that's probably the best explanation I've ever heard, and it's literally just a machine. Yeah, just a mean machine will kill you. Like, it, yeah. it's reading your thoughts, and like all of all of the, your ancestors' memories kind of get imprinted on the I like this that machine. it's so anti chaos, yeah. it just can't even be around it. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you're like, you're even one I, particle yeah. falling to influence. Like, no, I just. It's like uh, you just can't exist in the same realm, so yeah. they just get it out of their system. Right? So, if you know, it's probably the best explanation yeah. I have. It's better than the stupid Sisters of Battle explanation. So, because they just have so much faith. Oh my god! Virgins can't fall to chaos, and all sisters confront. Well, how did that explains Gilliman? Then. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, that's why it doesn't fall to chaos. <laughs> uh, okay. Wow. <laughs> in the current age of the Imperium, these knights fight alongside the Titans, and they form a reserve of troops which can be called up into the Titan Legions when required. Um, so they have close ties to the Titan Legions, but they aren't necessarily a part of them. Yeah, like because they have such close ties to the Forge Worlds, and the, you know, Forge Worlds and Night Worlds are usually tied. It just makes sense that they yeah. kind of—they're all dealing with each other. You can even see the similarities purely in technology. Yeah. They share a similar shape. You know, exactly. the the, the night houses are so dependent on the Mechanicum just for repairs and ammunitions and for servicing. Like it makes sense that that's who you want to devote your majority of your loyalties to. Yeah. So I love the thought too that like yeah on their planet they're the most unbelievable badasses blowing up castles like mountains. Fuck it, we don't dig in river trenches with chainsaws. But then they leave and they're surrounded by all those warlord titans. Now they're the small on the battlefield. Yeah, like <laughs> little guys. I, I love it. But you know they just give it their best. <laughs> That's all we can ask. That's all we can ask of them. Um, each knight is piloted by a noble of the night worlds, and these worlds have maintained their feudal societies over the millennia. Indeed, the acquisition of technology enabled the warrior nobility to strengthen its position on pow- of power on their worlds. Okay, so I guess that definitely leads into what you were talking about, how the people in power just use it to stay in power. Yeah, you know, it's pretty common. 
Uh, knights can be seen across the galaxy, ever vigilant and ready to defend the people of the Imperium. Mm-hmm. Or oppress them. Your, your call. <laughs> Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> if you oppress someone for their own good, it's fine, though. <laughs> Absolutely. Technically. Legally. That's the rule. Uh, but yeah, like, there's some, uh, it's cool. They can be seen across the galaxy, and there's been some numbers where they're, they say there's a thousand night houses out there. Um, we know of 130. Wow, you wow. looked that up. Okay, I counted. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. See, yeah, that's crazy. Um, so I don't like when they put numbers. Don't put. I don't like. I like the fact that we know of 130, and there could be as many as as many as there are. I like that. Leave it open. Keep it open. That lets me create a lot of a lot of different houses. There are 870 unclaimed night houses for me. Excellent. I, I just felt the same way about like Space yeah. Marines too. Like, don't tell me how many a million, how many chapters. There's a million there are. Marines, and that's it. Yeah, I don't like that. Well, I'll take it back then. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, unknown. It's, it's a mystery. I don't even know if these Head things cannon. are real. I'm it's impossible to know. The numbers are changing so often. Who's yeah, counting? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Who's Is some counting? idiot Eric scrolling on Lexicanum, <laughs> looking and counting all those? No, they got better things to do. Okay. I believe in the 183 we yeah. know of, but I just like the idea that just like who knows how many there are. I think are. too many people yeah. don't account for the fact that the majority of the galaxy is unexplored. Sure, yeah. Like the Imperium has a presence everywhere, but they have no. The only area that I would say they truly, truly control is the segmentum solar. Solar, yes, and that is the absolute smallest portion of the galaxy. It's so fucking tiny, and that's the only. One, I would say yeah. that we really know exactly what's in it. Yeah, that one's cool. They say that there's no Zeno's presence there. No, it's been completely purged of Zeno's presence. Well, it's just, and it's centered right on Terra, you know. Um, but the idea is that almost everywhere else in the galaxy, unexplored. Sure. And there could be thousands of night houses out there yet discovered. There could still. be millions of more Marines out there that we oh don't know about. Like. Good. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Just when I thought I couldn't have enough Marines. We're saved. There's more. <laughs> now you're speaking my language. Cool. Well, so night worlds and houses. Night worlds are technologically advanced feudal worlds ruled by an aristocratic elite of noble families known as night houses, which we've talked about. So, like, is the idea then that, like, these are, like, kind of an heiress like a group these groups rule and then there's like a king over them or like are yeah, they like the there's rulers? definitely like a two-tier system where it's like you have the knight and the knight house and they definitely rule over the peasants and the knight and the knight house they might actually have technology and working toilets and plumbing but the peasantry those poor peasants. Yeah, and you gotta imagine that the ratio has gotta be like 99% to 1%. Yeah. Sure. But like, is like the night house, are they in any way loyal to anyone else? No. Because like we talked about like, could there be They swear like oaths of loyalty to the Imperium. But they're the ones who run the planet. Yeah, and here's the thing They're the government. Here's the thing about night houses. We gotta keep throwing this out there. They're older than the Imperium. Yeah, they swear loyalty to them, but it's, it's, it's not a thing like they they've there are circumstances where they take that back that oath and then maybe they now serve the mechanicum as long as they fulfill their oath as long as they don't break that oath to the imperium you know but if their 5000 year contract ends they might go somewhere else sure they're not actually bound to the imperium sure they are as much as their oaths bind them exactly because 
yeah, there's no way like this thing that's so focused on tradition and honor would like isn't there like a term for those that break their oath that break their oaths? Oath breakers, I think, are usually ah yes, yes. The, those that break their oaths are the oath breakers. Yes, yeah. but that's like a that's not a good night. Like that's like an ostracized, you know, removed from the house, like. Dishonor. Yes, possibly yeah. stripped of your suit. Yeah. Or maybe even sent on like a penitent crusade, you know. Mm. Free blades exist, we'll get to right. them later. So yeah, I I do think like I agree that their oaths only hold them as much as their oaths do, but there's definitely gotta be some out there who are just like, We swear to the Imperium. And that it's just like a never ending just like there will be those who swear to the Mechanicus and it's like a good example is like house. Hawk Shroud. They they will if anyone asks them for help, they will help. It doesn't matter who. If anyone asks, they just respond. Right. Yeah. Because it's just a matter of their honor that yeah. We have been asked for help, we so asked. we will provide. Yeah. 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 Mm. So there according to this next line that you've written, there are thousands of night houses across the galaxy. Thousands. I didn't get to delete that. Idiot. <laughs> Each world is led by either a single or number of night houses whose ranks are made up of nobles which pilot night suits into battle. Yeah, and that's kind of cool too. Like on a world you could have multiple night houses, multiple families and you know, all vying for the top top house. Mama House. Mama House. Mama, yeah. Big House. The House on the Hill. Night Houses sworn to Adeptus Terra are led by High King. Directly beneath him are a number of barons, which each rule a fief or territory. While all barons owe allegiance to their king, are not uh, they're not all equal, and some have different ranks. Like, these titles may change from house to house. That, that seems like a very individual choice, you know? Like, the house gets to determine... Uh, exactly, uh, exactly who holds what power within their own territory, yeah. you know, and a baron could hold 80% of the land and another guy could be a baron and only hold 5% of the land, you know, yeah. and so they'll have different right. power and authority. Yeah. So. so I think I get it then. Like the high king is a member of the house and he's the one calling the shots. There's no one above him in the planet. Usually, yeah. Hierarchy. But they, he will still, he is still for, they are still forced to honor whatever oaths their house has made, whether exactly. it's to the Mechanicum or the Imperium or to another sure. house even. Yeah. yeah, Sure, absolutely. I just mean like there's never going to be a member, like there's not like this, a distinction between the houses and then like, let's say like a uh, secular government as over top of them. Not that I, I imagine. I can't, I can't picture any, well, okay, maybe House Tyrannus on Mars. Like, there's no way House Tyrannus rules Mars. You know, yeah, yeah, they exactly. don't. They would directly answer to the Fabricator General. Yeah. So in that case, they are swearing probably to a specific person. Yeah. So gotcha. So it depends on. The I think it depends it on the planet. But I assume most night houses are powerful enough to hold their own planet. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like they're the equivalent of a Space Marine chapter. Like you know, a night house versus Space Marine chapter. Whoa, whoa, I don't know whoa, who would win. Controversy. Controversy. But, you know, I'd like to see some fucking Space Marines try to take out a night house. I don't think they'd fare well. I don't know. Are we fighting on a feudal world where all the guys coming against us have bow and arrows? Or in space. <laughs> Hard to space say. Space Marines definitely win in space. Yeah, yeah but those fucking bows and arrows. They're, they're fucking in space. <laughs> bow and arrow in space. They'll travel forever. There's no air, exactly. There's no air drag, Eric. There's no drag. <laughs> That's going to sail right through that Marine's helmet. Straight through. Just launching arrows through the void of space. <laughs> it's, the target is 30,000 kilometers. Away. <laughs> in about six months, he's going to be in for a world. <laughs> <of> <laughs> <life>. <laughs> 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 so each 
So each baron in turn controls a number of knightly vassals which operate alone or in formations known as lances. Knighthouses sworn to the Adeptus Mechanicus often accompany the Collegia Titanica into battle or are garrisoned to defend key forge worlds. These houses are led by princeps or princeps if you use the Latin pronunciation and below him are barons which can hold a variety of titles. That Yeah, so that's one thing. Like the Mechanicus definitely if you're a Mechanicus allied household you're way more likely to work with the the Collegia Titanicus and actually go march to war. Um, so unlike the houses uh, with houses sworn to the Adeptus Terra, Mechanicum sworn houses may be stationed with a Titan oh, Legion just like you said. Perfect, yeah. Bam! Yeah, that'd be cool, man. It's almost like you knew what was coming. So, some houses will even kind of paint their colors similar and stuff to try to blend a little bit, but most houses, of you know, they're older than some yeah, Titan Yeah, they have their own honor and heraldry and reputation to uphold. Yeah, but, you know, heraldry can change or add it to more yeah. like it, so, yeah. you know. So there are many many knight houses in the Imperium, each with its own unique heritage. Of all the knightly houses, there are some that stand as giants among their peers, having attained their esteemed position but performing legendary deeds or perhaps earning the favor of one of the Imperium's great institutions. These great houses, as they are known, are the mightiest of all knightly houses. Yeah, so these are the tabletop houses. These are like GW's core houses. Um... We're just going to give you a quick sentence and a quick little summary of what they are. Um, I'll start. House Tyrannus. Uh, their their motto is honor, honor thy forge, honor thy primus ordinus. The first of the knightly houses established was that of House Tyrannus. This truly ancient house predates any other by hundreds of standard years, for it was first founded on Mars during the Age of Terra. It's a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, next, we have House Crast, which their motto is Crush the Serpent. House Crast was the first night house to reestablish contact. Its proximity to Mars meant that the nightly houses of Crisis were able to swiftly resupply their knights with new weapons and equipment. Uh, during the Horse Heresy, the night world was raised, but this only strengthened Crast's resolve against chaos. Mm-hmm. They burned our homes, all burned their souls. We're all even changing our motto to Crush the Serpent. <laughs> So House Raven, their motto is honor and violate closey eternal. I have no idea if I pronounced that correct. There's a lot of weird words. It's not English. I wouldn't worry about it. All right. Of all of the knightly houses in the Imperium, House Raven is the largest by far. Indeed, Raven's knights number in the hundreds, with dozens of households ready to answer summons of the Adeptus Mechanicus should they be called to war. Uh, fun tidbit about House Raven. Uh-huh. There was, they went on a crusade at one point, and four-fifths of their entire house left the planet. Whoa. Left it undefended, pretty much, and knock-knock, the great demon Bellacor shows up. Oh, whoa. And destroys the planet. So now they've changed into a crusading nighthouse. Cool, I didn't know that. That's sweet, okay. Very cool. Very cool. That's a little unfortunate for them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're still yeah, huge, they're you know, four-fifths four is 80% of whatever they had was a lot. But yeah. now, you know, they're on just an eternal crusade in the stars. Cool. Yeah. Bellacor, that son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. He's, he's always up to he's something. He's a sneaky boy. <laughs> House Cadmus. They who are not our allies are our prey. Hmm. The Knights of House Cadmus are peerless hunters. Indeed, the yearly so-called cull 
has been central to Rizarian society for millennia, an event in which the nobles compete to eradicate the verminous abhumans that infest their homeworld and, in doing so, hone their skills that they put to use against the greater threats facing the Imperium. Now I have to wonder. <laughs> yes. In this call, are they in their knights piloting yes. against these abhumans? Yeah. So much honor is gained by stepping on all these small people. In, in their medieval world, they just have these just, thatched houses, and they, they just like sticks with like stones tied to them. Like, oh no, the yearly call is upon us. Peerless. They leave just. They leave enough so the population doesn't get smaller. Yeah, yeah. They they're good. They're cultivating it's, their, their. It's truly really like uh, hunting tags and like okay, this year we're allowed to kill eighty five hundred abhumans, but make sure you collect their ears because we need to know exactly how many we got. So. Yeah, we want to know the population yeah. health. We don't want it to get too small. Well, we need it for next year's call. <laughs> Jeez. All right, uh, House Griffith. Honor and fury, courage and strength. The Knights of House Griffith are a fierce and proud warrior caste who value courage and skill at arms above all else. Duels of honor are commonplace amongst Griffith's hot-headed knights, and tournament winners dictate the standings of each family in the society. Cool. That's pretty important so, like, to be good at duels if that like indicates your standing yeah. and determines it. I love the image of just knights dueling in like a jousting arena surrounded by the fucking pheasants. <laughs> just that. Oh. <laughs> and just like what shooting a battle cannon, the concussion blast kills all the children in the first row. They're like, yeah, knights. <laughs> It's fucking crazy. One night just One ducks, night. and boom, there's half the stadium <laughs> gone yeah, behind it. <laughs> <laughs> House Hawkshroud. No request for aid shall be denied. To the noble knights of Hawkshroud, honor is the single most important virtue of all. So essential to their way of life is the esteem and reputation of their house that Hawkshroud's knight will honor any call to arms from those they have earned their loyalty and respect. Cool. Very cool. Very reliable, dependable knight house. Yeah. House Terran. Glory and honor. Hailing from the tranquil world, tranquil world of Voltorf. Voltorus, the Knights of House Terran have earned countless battle honors over the ages. Their house-storied history is replete with tales of valor, strength, and glory in battle fought from one side of the galaxy to the other. Their history is so long that the Knights would rather be in, uh, in the fires of war than in the Citadel for hours listening to the names of ancestors dead for a thousand years. Um, they got some they stuff got some written stuff down. Written they got some they genealogy. Got some you thought the Bible thought genealogy, the Bible genealogy, genealogy was, bad? was bad? They got it all, <laughs> and all, and all. Including deeds. Including deeds. Not, not, not just names. Did Jebediah beget yeah. Abraham. Yeah. It's Jebediah beget <laughs> Abraham, and here's his 30-year-long <laughs> battle <laughs> history as yeah. well, which yeah. you need to memorize. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like, so, that's yeah, what like they're about, I guess, but they don't want to be about that, so they just go crusade across the galaxy. Well, you want your history to be just, if not better, you want it to be just as good as all of those who have come before you. Because you can't do them dishonor. You know, look at everything that they built so you could be where you are. Yeah. You got to keep building on for those ahead of you. Like Taryn. That's Taryn for you. Tearing that shit up. Fuck. Damn. Damn. Uh, <coughs> next, yeah, we got uh, that. That's kind of Nighthouse's Night Worlds. That you can kind of really see some differentiation between Night 
fights with the Mechanicus and the Imperium. Yeah, and then even there, even though there are distinctions between them, there are common threads that you see throughout all of them. So it's cool that like you can draw upon the things that are common, but also don't be afraid to experiment with other ideas with your house. Yeah. Uh, so next we have society, political, traditions, rituals. This is kind of like what it means to live in the night house. Yeah. <clears throat> Since the dark days of the Horus Heresy, the night worlds have continued to establish themselves as an important and loyal part of the Imperium. Feared in battle and almost unswayable once they have given their word, they are welcomed as powerful allies by Imperial commanders whenever their services are available. Daily life within the Knight's strongholds is bound by ancient traditions and rituals that can date back unchanged more than 10,000 standard years, and which the Imperial Knights feel themselves honor-bound to adhere to. You think they're going to let you upgrade your shovel to a power shovel? I don't think so. What? <laughs> Does it really dictate the life of the peasants as well? Because they do they participate in any of the rituals and traditions that the knights do? Like I understand the knights with their um, the heraldry is important. You have to learn all the symbolism behind it. But the peasants don't participate in yeah. that stuff, right? Yeah, but if, yeah, because if I go to if I'm using like a farming implement and I say, hey, if I reshape this farming implement, it'll be slightly better than the one I have. Are they going to be like, you have broken the same? Sacred tradition. Kill him. Yeah. Kill him. Why not, man? It, like, I just don't. Is that witchcraft. part? Of, but is that they, part of the tradition of Night House? Are thought, they involved I in that? The tradition more was built around how the Night House themselves, like how you honor your contracts, how you promote from within your ranks, um, how you should, you know. Um, deal with outsiders or what what do we demand of the peasants you know i feel like anything that increases their productivity should be something that the night houses would be concerned with like if if you know that the technology is out there to increase productivity and part of like your important duty is your quota why is that not a part of like your honor bound like are they not honor bound to their vassals as well i, I think man it's just that they are so like consumed by their throne mechanicums and just like but not it, all it, knights are you get obsessed with it though like it, we'll talk later they really worded some good stuff that i read where it, it talks about like this all-encompassing all-encompassing obsession and drive and like the knight just kind of beats that into you so it's like everything gets amplified if you were you know you know aggressive as a person you go in the night now everything's been amplified a little bit so even all these traditions and all that while it seems illogical that we wouldn't let them use power shovels to reach the food quota that's just they're just so dug in it's like it's like a cult man like you just keep hearing the same things from the same people it just okay you really ten thousand years of hearing the same things part of me wants to tie like a sense of rationality yeah. to it and yeah. like logic but i guess it's 40k man we yeah. can't start that now not on episode 97 it's too late it's yeah. much too late to try to bring rationale into 40k <laughs> okay okay i just try to make up excuses and hope to shit i can convince you you know just, come on what about this one eric please i need this this immense awareness of tradition manifests itself in rituals that can dominate and suffocate all other aspects of life within the stronghold. 
Days are almost wholly consumed tending to the obscure and esoteric tenets of tradition and with honoring household traditions or important ancestors from thousands of standard years ago. It, it sounds very similar to actually, um, it's like the Catholic Church that has like a, a saint day every single day. There's like a someone else to honor and like remember. Like I'm assuming that it's very similar where every single day there's someone else that you need to burn a candle for or recite the emperor's prayer for, you know, or... The only escape from the smothering ennui of courtly life lies in conflict. Both the heroic challenge of the field of battle as an imperial knight and the more ignoble but no less enthralling political contests that take place between the knightly houses. It is difficult to imagine the sheer freedom and sense of power that donning a suit of knight armor brings to its wear. At court, the noble's every move and action is dictated by ancient traditions and rigid social rules. Once the honor is donned, all that is forgotten. They are free to act as they see fit, unconstrained by anything but their own moral compass. Cool. When unable to justify wearing their armor for training or battle, nobles organize contests between themselves to prove who is the bravest and most skilled. And in truth, they are only truly content when arrayed for battle and piloting their armor. However, there is also a darker side to the character of the Imperial Knights, one which drives another form of behavior that allows for an escape from the traditions and rituals of courtly life. The same mental conditioning wrought through their neural link to the throne mechanicums that imposes a strong respect for hierarchy and fealty upon the nobles has the side effect of making them endlessly ambitious. Yeah. I think we need to read the next one, too. Okay. Uh, I'm trying. I was just trying to <laughs> dissemble that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a lot, but in part, this drives the nobles' obsessions with contests of skill, but it also reveals itself in an equally uh, intense obsession with political intrigue. The courts of the knightly houses are riven with political factions, each trying to outdo the others in any way possible. The result is that plots and schemes abound among the highest ranks of a knightly a knight world society. Often these will be inconsequential and only result in one faction or another gaining prestige over their rivals. But at times, such as when the ruler of a knightly house dies, they can become deadly serious. Yeah, so even that, like, uh, they're willing to kill their own. Like, if they're willing to kill other knights potentially to get to the top and hold the power structure, I don't think they have a problem quelling some peasants every now and again. It- are these these like contests between each other? Yeah. Are they like honor bound or duty? Because I can't. After reading so much about how they are devoted to like tradition, ritual, and honor, it seems weird to now think that they are performing like seditious, malicious assassinations and character assassinations and like I don't know. That's just they. I'm having trouble putting those two images together. So is it like a normal? Knights have, uh, what, I forget what they call, they call them, they're basically like their secondhand man, and they use them specifically for political intrigue. Like a squire? Yeah, but it's not, they don't ever become a knight, I think they're like a political hand. Okay. So, at least the knight doesn't have to sully himself, he's got a guy to do all the political dirty work, if there was an assassination. Like an assassination? Yeah, where it's like the knight doesn't necessarily have to. Oh, sure, you didn't wield the blade, but you signed the document saying do it. Well, it's just a well, fucking thing. <laughs> I guess the question I would have is, is there any case where a knight house might get wiped out? Like, 
where all of the, where all of the like where like it just out, dies out like they don't have enough kids to keep going on with the family line so it just dissipates and if that you happens can be, you can be um recruited into a night house though it's not only bloodline oh, it's not you can earn your way okay. into it and to a night so yeah. even if the bloodline okay. is weak you can get fresh can blood in into yeah. it okay some random yeah. I, I think the bigger problem would just be running out of nights you know yeah serviceable yeah, nights cuz you can find people yeah but if people are a dime a dozen yeah so, in these trainings or these contests, how often do knights get destroyed in these? Is that is that something that can happen very easily? Yeah, see, it doesn't seem worth it to risk this massive piece of machinery on something as inconsequential. I mean, I guess to them it's not inconsequential, but... What's, but how many can they have yeah. if they could like throw one away for a train yeah, where like, they fire a huge cannon like that, at another that, night? That, that's, I think, just the fun idea of it. I don't think they're actually blasting each other. Like you could do a lot of stuff. Like, so what do you think it is? Like maybe it's like target practice. Like they're shooting at down range. Maybe they're mm. seeing who can chop enough trees down. These do say duels. Yeah. And you know, you could still duel without the intent to destroy. Sure, but, you know. sure, but, but even if you you're like, that, okay, your duel is to incapacitate your partner, like, let's let's annihilate both arms. Yeah, he can't fight back now, but yeah. this knight is now out of commission. Yeah. 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 Hey, look, if, think if, that if somebody steps on your turf and challenges you to a duel, you gotta step up. You gotta take that glove sure. off and smack him back. But how many knights can a, a knight family have some have hundreds some only have one sure. or two but let's say you have two knights can you really afford to answer a duel to someone if you're like if i might lose 50 percent of all my serviceable knights right now by answering this duel. It just, yeah it just seems like especially if there's such this rare resource I feel like you guys this, are trying to that they can't reproduce again what happened here guys <laughs> why are you trying to rationalize this we're talking about fucking peasant skull cap peasantries and 50 foot tall robots here <laughs> they need a reason mark there are real people piloting those things okay look if they have hopes and dreams love goal aspirations family regrets yeah okay of course of course Course. There's so much more. I I like the duel. I definitely prefer thinking that their duels are fought outside of nights, but there is nothing cooler than imagining a massive stadium with a fucking five knights from five different houses all entering a brawl. Yeah. You know, like who's gonna win the cage match? Oh yeah. It's grave here back out of retirement. Yeah. Like that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and, just, and, and like when we were reading over those night houses, only one of them was like known for competitions of this scale. Like there's a night house and it's a great house and they're known for doing yeah. these. So, you know, most sure. other houses, it's probably pretty rare, you know. Sure. So you do you think that these knights, these nobles are participating in like actual like assassination? Like the knights themselves? Yeah, like well, if they sign the seal, is is there any different? Yeah, know? like I I could see some doing it. Like they they're like brainwashed with ambition to just do it. It's that weird throwing. I thought it was all like based on like I thought the the leader of your house determined everything. So if you kill someone, like backstab them, poison them, that just doesn't seem like an honorable action. You know, like how can your high king? truly be like ah yes i'm you yeah there's a vacancy now and you instantly get their place it feels like if i don't know about it it would be okay but as soon as i figure out find out about it it feels i don't know if you're familiar i'm not the arbiter of morality i just know that at parker our purpose is simple 
We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You ever, I don't think you did, but do you, you know like Drizzt O'Urden, the drow elf, okay? Uh, Forgotten Realms, Ari Salvatore. It sounds a lot like Menzo Baranzin. So in it, there's like these house elf families and war is like strictly forbidden between the families. Yeah. Like, and it's super enforced. If you get caught even like making plans of doing this, you like the full force of every other house is going to come down on you. Yeah. But if you can do it in secret well enough, leave no witnesses, leave no trace, it's totally fine. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that's kind of what this is like where if you, if, if, if any of your evil, not evil, but if any of your dishonorable intention comes out, you'll be like struck down. Like this is not what your ancestors did. This is not the tradition, the rituals. But if you can be, if you can hide it well enough, maybe then there's no problem. Like I'm sure a lot of them like don't actually assassinate, but just use like, okay, there's this law here that you can't do X on Tuesday. It's not a big deal, but I'm going to make this guy do that. Boom! Character. Now you're out. That's yeah. character assassination. So yeah. it's just assassination yeah. of a different form. Yeah. But yeah. It's still the same thing, I guess, technically. You're just wrecking someone's life. Reality level, but... <laughs> no problem. I, you think this is the first life I've ruined, James? No, okay. I'll leave a trail of bodies behind me. Yeah, man. We burnt out so many people's credit cards. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. You're next, James. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you. You should see my, should credit. See my credit score. <laughs> ah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I never really pictured them being anything other than as honorable as possible. Yeah. Yeah, like it definitely is a weird thing. Like, I don't think they're going and killing their brother. But then again, you know, Cain and Abel, we have tons of story where people just murder people. I mean, this does say it, it makes them what? Um, what's the ambitious line? Where it, says, where it says makes them makes endlessly, endlessly ambitious. ambitious. Yeah. Like what's more important to them, their honor and like the ritual and tradition of their household or their ambition. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you could reconcile them to be one in the same. Like, well, if my house for my house to be like, for me to uphold the, my ancestors and the tradition of my house, I must be at the top. And so you, you would like, this guy is, is bringing down, this guy is bringing down the, the quality of our house. So I must like remove yeah. him. Yeah. You could reconcile it. I think you could make that work. Oh yeah. If you're insane. I convinced myself. If you're insane. Things, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, well, that's like that's a lot of their day to day, you know, society. What it, what it's like to live in them, you know. There's a lot of intrigue, political intrigue. There's your courtly life. There's yeah, you're your, always trying to woo that damsel. You know, there's your nightly life, so you can go get that sweet damsel castle. That damn castle. Damsel. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, we can we can jump into the the uh, Sure. Do we want to take a quick break before actually we continue? Yeah, let's take a quick ad break. Cool. And welcome back to our Imperial Night episode. We just finished talking about some uh, daily court life things about knights, and uh, I think we're ready for the next section. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about knight pilots, aka scions. So the honor of piloting a knight and becoming a scion 
is usually reserved for the first or second sons of the aristocracy, keeping power close to the family. When a noble of a knight house reaches their 18th year, they must undergo the ritual of becoming, an event that is viewed with great honor and solemnity. Cool. Uh, inside the house's sanctuary, they are connected to one of the vacant throne mechanicum. They are then left, typically for a full night, alone. The young aspirant must wrestle with the energies of the throne mechanicum. These thrones retain digital echoes of the many previous pilots attempting to imprint their psyche upon it without being overwhelmed by its cerebral engrams in turn. So this is one that isn't in a night and is never in a night? No, this is a person that's going into No, 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 the throne mechanicum. It's not in any oh, night, yeah, right? Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, like, it's, it's cool. Like, it's like a training-only thing or a ritual-only throne? S- no. So think um, Pacific Rim when they drop you into the cockpit. You actually get into your throne mechanic in the uh, throne mechanicum, and then they lower that into your knight. So I... That, oh, so this will be your throne mechanicum. This will be yours. Ah, they take it out, okay. and they drop you in, like... Yeah, interesting. So yeah, that's, they, cool. that's interesting. It's smart because if you're in the throne mechanicum that is also in the night and you go crazy, now you're in a night and you're going nuts. <laughs> yeah. So you're just going to yeah. destroy the entire yeah, castle that that's sense. around you. But instead, if you're just in the throne mechanicum, you're just going to die. Yeah, so yeah, easy. No deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of going mad, sometimes the process <laughs> is enough to drive the aspirant mad. Uh, other times they are killed outright. Those who survive are forever changed, their childhood left behind, and the mantle of knighthood now resting heavily upon their shoulders. Do you remember when I wrote the story for Zeke, my paladin in the circle? Yeah. And about how there's a moment, it's called like the ceremony of transference or whatever, where all the previous lives of the other paladins who had that name would like enter you and become a part of you that's what this sounds very similar to like where you are trying to keep your identity amongst this swirl of other personalities and memories and history it'd be or very much like the eldar suits yeah exactly Mm. that's a better comparison because people actually know what those are as opposed to my own homebrew (laughs) 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 written stuff you guys don't know true warhammer fans will know what you're talking about that's right yeah you've heard it before Okay, that's cool. So they, like, contend with the will of this throne mechanicum. Yeah, like, these, like, impulses. Um, And it's cool, too. Like, the knight suit, this throne mechanicum, will actually be able to take over the knight, too. Like, if the pilot's wounded or knocked unconscious, like, the throne mechanicum has enough personality, whatever that means, consciousness, whatever, to actually take over the knight and make choices still. Mm. Yeah, isn't there a story of, like, an, a knight operating for, like, a week without its... Or he, like, crosses, like, some vast chasm to, like, bring a message to someone else, and he did it all while, like, his knight was dead inside of him or something? <laughs> oh, I yeah. believe it. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind cool. of a cool thing. It's like, uh, yeah. Little it's the man. power of the machine spirit, guys. It's a yeah. pretty, pretty nice spirit. Yeah, yeah. It's almost machine spirit, but it's almost not. Yeah, I like that there is a distinction between... Like, you get a Land Raiders machine spirit or whatever, but this, there is the Throne Mechanicum that is housing actual biological, you know, impulses from people. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very... I would not compare this machine spirit with a Land Raiders machine spirit. (laughs) A lowly Land Raider. Yeah, stupid Land Raider. (laughs) You really need a fucking Repulsa? Get it out of my armory. (laughs) 
Knight Zions will fight in the thickest of battle, trying to prove themselves worthy and uphold their honor. Over the course of their life, their rank and titles will change as he forges a future for himself and his people. Mm-hmm. Hopefully increase. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. They're ambitious. Only way up mm. is up. <laughs> yeah. The knights themselves would retire when they reached old age, passing their battle armor down to their heir and instead donning the armor of a knight warden. Is that just like uh that's not a, like a power suit, is it? It's no, no, no. There just is, like a, it's like a just a suit of armor. There is a suit of armor called the warden and there's also a position called the warden where it's more like a lore keeper, a gate. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Th- they don't always have to be in this. So this thing. is like potentially one of the best outcomes in 40k, right? You get there. to re- retire as a lord over some stupid medieval in your fucking battle suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Um, one thing we never really talked about with the Scions is it doesn't really specify if it's male or female. They have both. They We do have example of female pilots. You would think that typically more pilots are going to be male just due to just social norms of just hierarchy. A medieval and, society. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like you would try and... We know the intent of this. It's very clearly they're writing medieval fucking lore. So you can kind of interpret that, that, you know, most pilots are going to be male, but they're not always male. Most pilots are going to be your firstborn. They're not always. Yeah. You know, you, you can have someone, a pilot in your house who is not even related to you by blood. Exactly. So there's nothing wrong with having a particularly ambitious daughter going, exactly. who's a member of your blood. Exactly. You know, blood is definitely thicker than anything else yep. out there so yep and there there are even some houses that have females in charge of them too yeah like um so whatever i think that the it doesn't really matter i like the meritocracy of night houses more than anything else mm-hmm. you know like you earn your suit yeah and you have to hold your suit if you dishonor us we mm-hmm. will take your suit away from you even if we give you the suit you still have to convince the suit not to kill you yeah you exactly. have to fucking earn it yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so i like that more than i like um but i do uh, i like the fact that your firstborn is given the option, the opportunity first. Yeah. You know, there's like, there's a little bit of that backwardsness, and then there's also some yeah. of that, like. You might even write your lore where it's like, only our 15th born. It's like, well, we have to have 15 fucking useless kids before we get our night. You, know? <laughs> you can do whatever you want. The seventh son of the seventh son. <laughs> exactly, man. Yeah, that sounds good. I need a new lighthouse. That's a, I believe that's a Nicolas Cage movie. Seventh son? Seven, it's a, I think it's called The Seventh Son, actually. <laughs> ah. That's. That could be the chapter name, the seventh son. <laughs> the seventh son. And it's truly only the seventh son is allowed to. And because everyone is already the seventh son of a seventh son, oh. every seventh son they have is the seventh son of a seventh son. Holy fuck. You know, so. And it just keeps going on. The seventh yeah. son of the, the seventh first son. six. Fuck them. Fuck them. They fuck. just get killed. <laughs> Out the castle window. They just oh, no. huck them off the back, yeah, out of the window. <laughs> There's just a pile of bodies underneath. Oh my them. god. <laughs> That's 40 k These poor one to six sons. <laughs> That's 40k. But yeah, oh. it, it's kind of cool to come up with like, uh, if you're writing your own night lore, like come up with like actually that tradition. How do they? Yeah. How, how are your they... knights chosen? Yeah, exactly. Is it? Yeah. Just strictly genealogy. Yeah. Do you have? Do you host a tournament once every a- five years? Yeah. And then, like the winners, they come train and and squire at your house until you deem them ready. Yeah. Um. Do you go kidnap people? You know, that's <laughs> that's not a that's yeah. definitely a forty k thing. So yeah. just go and kidnap those around you. Maybe that's a nice person you have. That's a nice person now <laughs> I have. <laughs> oh, you want him back? 
dead. <laughs> uh, maybe you don't even recruit from your own planet. You only recruit off planet or something. Sure. Be, I mean, yeah. you can find some really unique things. Yeah. Um, or like a rogue trader. Yeah. You like house. what you do is you petition <laughs> some merchant or rogue trader or whatever to come back to you every five years and bring ten of the choicest. Meats. I mean, sorry, children, uh, children to, to come to I your, didn't like that turn. Rogue Trader's name is like Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, no, God, no, I don't like this anymore. The other no. one was already Jefferson or something. No. I don't fucking know what's uh-uh. happening. I'm walking away from that. I'm not. All right, let's talk about night suits. Yeah, um, please. <laughs> night suits come in all variety of forms and sizes, most bipedal and 50 feet tall. Some made for speed while others made for ordnance. But all knights have three things in common. The Throne Mechanicum, thick adamantium armor, and ion shields. A noble does not drive a knight. He merges with it. Using interface sockets surgically inserted into his brain, the noble is wired into the control platform known as the Throne Mechanicum. Once a pilot is plugged into the knight during the Ritual of Becoming, the throne allows his own thought patterns to control the machine's movements. In return, the noble receives sensory feedback from the knight, allowing him to move with fluid grace that only the war machines of the Eldar can best. It's pretty neat. Yeah. I like that these are more graceful uh, than the Titans. Yeah, yeah, The yeah. Titans seem like these massive, monstrous, slow, yeah. but like uh, ponderously moving yeah. forward. You can't stop them. Yeah. Whereas the knights, I like that they are known for their grace and speed. Yeah. In the Dawn of War 3 trailer, they have this awesome scene. That is an amazing yeah. scene. Go watch it. Oh, my God. Yeah, like an Imperial Knight charges at an Eldar Wraith Knight and just fucking plows through yeah, him. Yeah, just shoulder, like, yeah. lowers the shoulder, takes him out. You see one, like, crashing through a mountain. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's such a good scene. Yeah, very cool. These mind impulses, impulse control links, allow the pilot to wear the knight suit like a second skin through the throne mechanicum. They can even feel, like, if they take battle damage, they'll feel that. And uh, it can possibly even, like, do damage to their own brain. Like I was going to ask, is yeah. there some kind of guard or barrier that uh, the Throne Mechanicum offers to, like, let's say the lower half of the night body, like, disappears. Like, yeah. is, will that possibly do permanent damage to themselves? And, yeah. like, now they can't use like, their legs anymore? Like, or? yeah, you're connected to it. So it, there's very real damage there that could That's happen. That's crazy. Yeah, like, Your mind makes it real. So if you die in there body cannot live without the mind you think that's air you're breathing (laughs) it is (laughs) the two other things that all imperial knights uh have are thick adamantium armor and potent field generators called ion shields uh, adamantium armor is pretty straightforward. We kind of talked about it, but yeah, ion it, shields. Adamantium is hardly the first time we yeah. mentioned adamantium armor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but ion shields, they're very cool. Ion shields is a unique and ancient technology works that works by projecting an energy field across a narrow arc to the front of the knight. By quickly moving uh, the position of the shield so that it intercepts enemy attacks, a knight is able to survive even the heaviest fire while still being able to fire its own weapons in return. I really like the phrase that they use to describe a knight manipulating its ion shield. Mark? Tilting? Or rotating. Rotating, yeah. yeah. Tilting, rotating, both perfect. Yeah. Like, tilt the ion shields, like, rotate yeah, yeah. ion shields. It just sounds so knightly, yeah. you know? You just picture, like, you know, two two medieval knights running at each other with the shield out front and just that little bit of a movement, and you just get perfect, and then you're unstoppable in the joust. Yeah. You know, they master that. Um, 
Knight armor patterns can be very flexible. Each pattern was designed for a specific purpose or utility and then can further be customized with weapon loadouts, making the suit ideal war machines to deal with a variety of threats. Um, I talked a little bit about like how back in the day they had Adeptus Titanicus knights and they had some more crazy exotic patterns. They had like a four-legged horse one that actually looked like a fucking horse. <laughs> Straight. A lot of 40k stuff takes things from animals and insects. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As- yeah. And especially older Imperium yeah. stuff. If Like remember the Legio Automata? Yeah, like they look like... like- they look like scarabs on some. Yeah. Some had like crazy Praying weird mantis. claws. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So older 40k t- took a lot from like animals. Yeah. So, you know, those we'll see if we get those again. I've seen some crazy conversions where people will slap two knights together and make these weird <laughs> horse knights. But I don't know. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. To that's do. a lot of heresy that's right there. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about the different types of uh, patterns. Uh, we're not going to go into like all the different war gear options or whatever, but just base design. Uh, the first and most common is the Questorus pattern. The Questorus knights are usually an older type, yet the most common type. The tall and versatile chassis, chassis allows a weapon to be placed in each of its two arms and then one on the top of the chassis. And that's normally like a rocket launcher, pod missile yeah, type thing. Or t- artillery gun, you know. Right. They have a variety of weapons, so you know you have this base class that you can then optimize to who you're fighting. Has um, has some? Have you ever seen a model of someone putting like a turret mounted gun and then oh, someone standing on top of the knight wielding that? No, oh, okay, that'd be sweet. I've seen some where they build like whole cathedr- citadels on the top and yes. like some guy speaking from a pulpit on the top yeah, of yeah, the yeah. knight, some saint or <laughs> yeah, whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah, I like it. Proclaiming the good word <laughs> of the emperor. Exactly. <laughs> The next knight is the Serastus pattern, and this is amongst the oldest patterns of Imperial Knights. The Serastus knight are faster and more heavily protected, but far rarer sight on the battlefield. Is this the one that the like the leg joint looks really different? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. This is a this is a Mechanicum one. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, no. This is no? a Forge World one, like the store Forge World. But any any knight house can use this oh, type of I pattern. See, I see. Yeah. yeah, this one I think a lot of them share very similar looks, but yeah. this one in particular, you can tell it's like lean, it's yeah, longer, yeah. it's a little slimmer yeah. to look at from the front profile. But yeah, it still shares a lot of that domed shape on the very top with those yeah. curved arm pieces, and the fingers I feel like on that one were really different. Uh, yeah, like I had one that had like uh, energy shield, and he had this cool gauntlet hand. But yeah, that might be what I'm thinking. Yeah, because I'm not gonna lie, most of what I know what I knight looks like is from the 50 knights that you have 15 oh 15 Eh, it feels like 50 sometimes (laughs) up next we got the dominus pattern the dominus knights are amongst the largest type of imperial knight in use each is a walking fortress bristling with all manner of deadly ordnance these are those ones with like the harpoon cannon and like they got like the castellan yeah castellan and uh I forget what the other one's That's called. That's a chonky boy. Yeah, they got a couple more guns on top of it. They they almost look like the Questorus pattern, your basic one, but just a little chunkier and just broader in the shoulder, a yeah. little flatter on the top because they have the shoulder-mounted ones as yeah. well, right? So their shoulders definitely stick out a little farther. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, the Acastus pattern. Acastus nice or knights are enormous and rival warhound titans in both size and firepower. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, and the final one is the armager pattern. 
a smaller type of knight suit piloted by a lower born individual. They're fast moving, close range support for the larger knights. You know, these guys are going to fu- function as your little support units, just like knights function for the titans. Something that I, I remember when armagers were first coming out. Yeah. Uh, they were like brand new to both story and model range. And it took me so long to just get it through my thick skull that they're still knights. Part of me was just absolutely convinced that, no, no, these are like knights in training, these are squires, but the reality is, like, you can ride in this knight just, well, maybe not just as easily, but that doesn't stop you from going in any other knight. Yeah. This one, knights, they do have a little different uh, throw mechanicum, the armagers that we'll get to, but um, it's essentially the same. They are still a full knight, but there's more, like, a heavy responsibility to it, because we'll get to it sure i do have a question yeah um let's say you're in a house yeah and you have your throne mechanicum you have your knight and your knight is damaged beyond repair yeah but the throne mechanicum is fine will they take your throne mechanicum and put it into a different knight or are you expected to go to that knight and merge with a new throne mechanicum that's a good question like, I would imagine they were able to swap the throw Mechanicum with difficulty, but you just don't want to do it. Because, like, the throw Mechanicum is still, like, aware, and it's aware of what its knight body is. So if you all of a sudden take an Armager knight and put in a fucking Acastus body dysmorphia for knights, I don't know if that's sure. a thing. But I'm sure you can get used to it, and it would be fine. I don't think the knight suit is just going to outright kill you if you do that or something. But What do you think is more likely? Do you think it's more likely that you just go into a new knight with a different throne? Or do you think it's more likely that I think they you, swap the thrones? I think you go into a new throne. That really? seems crazy. That does seem crazy because what so if that one risky. just decides to kill you? You've already beat one. You beat another. I don't know. That, that just seems – Yeah, risk. maybe I guess you, it offers of it. some protection, some knowledge of the inner workings. Maybe that's what makes it so risky the first time you step into the throne mechanicum yeah. is just you've never interfaced or integrated with anything like yeah. that. Maybe it does get easier as yeah. it goes on. Like as, as you change your personality to match a throne mechanicum, so, yeah, it might just be easier. Mm. So it is confirmed but, though that you would go between them. Like an individual pilot will not only pilot one night his whole life. I think that's best case scenario that you stick with one knight your whole life. Yeah, like they describe these knights as like generational war machines, and you don't quite see that on tabletop or in the lore. Yeah, but um, yeah, they're supposed to be passed on to your child. Yeah, there's like a a bloodline, a genealogical lineage. You're conversing with your ancestor ten ten thousand potential years ago. I mean, you're not conversing, but they are there. You know, so yeah, watching you waiting to take over <laughs> yeah i would say yeah if the suit gets like destroyed like maybe that guy's just hoop he could take the option of going and trying out a new war suit but i don't think he's taking his throne mechanicum to a mm-hmm. different one okay. I, I i think that would just mess with the throne mechanicum but you can do anything it's 40k science bitch <laughs> science magic bitch yeah science magic bitch <laughs> magic science yeah um, yeah, so that's kind of the knights and all that. Um, there's a lot of things in the knight house beyond just the knight suits, and we're going to talk about that. Well, not only that, there's a lot of different subjects, a lot of different <laughs> peoples. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean to say. Not not like subjects as yeah, in like yeah. math and science yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff, but there's People a lot of... People who are subjected. <laughs> that's right, to my authoritas, <laughs> you know? Yes. Uh, and one of those types of people are the sacristans. 
On several worlds, artificers and technicians become the most important subjects of the warrior nobility. They maintain the Nightwalkers and over time style themselves as a priesthood for the half-forgotten mysteries of technology called the Sacristans. This is an interesting uh, mesh, kind of, because you need some technology knowledge in order to service these. Like, even just the brain surgery required to make the neural links to adapt you need to know what you're doing absolutely and this is definitely knowledge that um you can't i don't think you can stumble upon this knowledge (laughs) you know like you need to be taught you know you need to be informed of this knowledge so so i did it originally come from the mechanicum uh when the mechanicus comes are these sacristans kind of like pseudo yeah like part of that call like i picture them like tech priests or tech marines from chapters you know they you send somebody from your house to go train with the the mechanicum for four years and they come back and you're a sacristan but you're still part of your house but you're you got your mechanicum aligned interests now too is it confirmed that they leave to go study with the mechanicum i don't think it's confirmed i think it would just be on a house house basis like i like that idea i prefer the idea that the the tech the knowledge is so hoarded and secretive that like, no other sacristan in your house is willing to break that rule and teach it to you. Hmm. You know, like, yeah, yeah, everything yeah. that they do is done in silence and secrecy mm-hmm. and it's yeah. it's f- hidden and guarded yeah. knowledge or whatever. I prefer that. It's yeah. what's way more 40K like, to yeah, me. Yeah, like, I see that happening on, like, an agri world. But, you know, if you're on, you know, house or on a forge world. Yes, you're on Mars. Yeah, you're not sending your guys to a different forge sure. world to train. Right, right. But you you're but maybe you're actually going to the forges. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're yeah, spending yeah. time in the lairs yeah. of the Mechanicum. Yeah. You're definitely embedded with the Mechanicum. That's though. cool. Yeah. yeah. I think that it's it makes more sense for you to have to get that knowledge directly yeah. from them. And yeah, it makes sense that you would style yourself as a priesthood like yeah. you you would be indoctrinated to want to worship the cult mechanicus and yep. then you see yourselves as serving these gods that that's the idea that you've grown up your whole life that they are like god machines yeah yeah uh, you spend time with the mechanicus where they worship those machines <laughs> yeah. you know you you service them and and make them available for use yeah service you are a priest them well, yeah priest. you have to Ooh. uh Make sure all that oil just comes splashed. <laughs> I mean, you got to like cycle through the oil Ooh. and all the lube, yeah, yeah, yeah. and <laughs> yeah, checks yeah. out, checks out. Can yeah. confirm. Let's Anyways, talk, let's talk about some bondsmen and get off of lube. Bods, bodiesmen. I mean, uh, bondsmen, people who are into bondage, bondsmen. Yeah, 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 yeah. The helm mechanicum is essentially. Oh, so these are our bondsmen now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, the Hell Mechanicum is essentially a scaled-down version of the more prestigious Throne Mechanicum. It is for these reasons that the piloting of armagers falls to those from the lower social strata of the noble houses. Placed upon the head and connected via prefrontal sockets to the pilot's cerebrum, these machines do not require a full becoming ritual, ritual of becoming, in order for neural interfacing to be successful. For this reason, the prestige of piloting an armager is significantly less than that attached to sitting in a fully-fledged throne mechanicum. And now I'm re-evaluating. Yeah. Maybe they are full knights then. They're still a part of the knight house, so they still have the title of knight. They're, there are different levels of knighthood, though. I don't know. What are you saying? I... It seems like this is making a pretty big distinction between them. Like, yes, yeah. you are doing it, but you're never. It's what? What are those guys that were inducted into the legions? 
uh, way after the age that they were. So they weren't the full space Marines. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, because they couldn't go through all the yeah, yeah, yeah. the doses of the implants. But they are like it's like an honorary member. That's kind of what yeah. I'm, the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, from like these the, guys. Uh, the armager guys are like, oh yeah, we're knights, and all the other knights are like. That's right. Yeah, no. and in pub- <laughs> in public, the yeah, knights yeah. would be like, "Yes, we're all knights." Yeah, yeah. But together, the knights are like, "Get mm. this fucking armager guy <laughs> yeah. out of here!" He's, and when you read, he's the- never been to the throne mechanicum, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't know what it's like. He doesn't. He's only been to the helm mechanicum. That can't even kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, this is compounded by the fact that while armagers can operate independently, it is traditional for their helms mechanicum to be neurally slave to the command impulses of a larger knight, rendering them subordinate. To accept such mental serfdom is to possess the rank of bondsman, and while this is certainly no mark of dishonor, it is far from glorious. Yeah. I get that. Whatever deeds you may earn as an armager is directly tied yeah. to the knight that is commanding you. Yeah. He's I the suppose. one telling you what to do, so he's the one who And even controlling duties. you yeah, too, to some degree. Like yeah. not just telling. So you can't even earn glory and honor in, in mm. doing that. They're, like your service is glorious, sure, yeah. but yeah, I get it. It it's I'm I'm I think I'm understanding the distinction now. Yeah. All right, next we have... Knightly meat shields, we'll call them. <laughs> That's the perfect... Yeah. So glorious. So glorious. Uh, now we have drovers. I never learned... I never knew about this one until I, I put together these okay. notes. Okay. Well, They're this cool. is new for me, so... Yeah. Uh, a subclass also exists on Night Worlds called the drovers, who look after the animal herds as the nobility would not soil their hands with such work. Drovers used walkers similar to those of their masters, but they were by law not armed with any weapons, despite the fact that they faced very serious threats in the form of predators and Xenos raids. This forced the drovers to rely on the knights for protection and created a dependency comfortable for the nobles as it made revolt virtually impossible. Perfect. That's uh, okay. So if you're concerned about revolts of the lower class, yeah. yeah. Don't, sure. don't let them have power shovels. Yeah, you give them night suits, though, because everyone needs a cool battle suit. Well, yeah. You want them to have something to work for. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. But no no las blasters. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Men at arms. These are my favorite. Uh, in addition to the night war machines, every house has a multiple men at arms in its employ, resembling planetary defense forces, although possessing a much smaller amount of heavy equipment. So these would be trained with modern day technology. Yeah, like these guys would be lasgun armed at the very least. They've got flak armor. Yeah. yeah. They know how to throw grenades. Yeah. Now they're still They fuck- practice with rocks, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still fucking peasants, don't get me <laughs> yeah, wrong. Yeah. But you don't need to teach them how to reload a lasgun if, you know, las they just die before they yeah, get yeah, to reload. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's- you know what? If you come back with an empty clip, yeah. You're, we're going to kill you <laughs> because you should be firing every single thing you have at the enemy. Yeah, 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 so yeah. either you die before your clip is empty or yeah. you go rush the enemy when your clip is done, you know? Yeah. Don't so, come back here empty or with yeah, a full like, clip. A gun is still a bat, technically. That's right. It, it's unlimited ammo. It, you, you know, you it's a javelin. <laughs> it's fun. If you attach a bayonet to it, so. <laughs> unlimited ammo. I love that. Uh, and then, of course, we have the peasantry of the of the. Uh, night worlds and they're just a common folk of the planet anything from a farmer to a shop owner this is what i am yeah yeah this is what we all are just the peasants (laughs) yeah uh these are people that the nobles of the house die defending though at least we know we're looked after as peasants it's for our own good (laughs) for our own good yeah (laughs) so uh how would you guys want to live on a night world 
That's a good question. Drover for me. You want to look after the animals? Yeah, Honestly, in, in a fucking suit of armor? With no weapons. <laughs> I don't need weapons to fight off sheep and wolves, man, to keep them safe. <laughs> what about from animals larger than a house? I, 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 I kind of think Drover's is best, too, though, because bondsmen, they're going into <laughs> battle. Yeah. Although maybe the the Secretesians or whatever. The sacri- they're, sacristans? Yeah, yeah, those guys doesn't sound too bad. You're like a mechanic. But <laughs> yeah. you're, So you're always in demand. They don't want to get rid of you. You got but, some, you have professional skills, you know. But you're not but you're not getting like thrown into battle. Oh goodness, no. You're probably so, taken care of. Yeah. You know. So I feel like nice that's food. you throw servitors into battle when it needs to be battle repaired. Okay. So you got one people the, for that. It, this sounds like one of the better jobs in the Imperium right there. <laughs> Sacristan? Yeah. Honestly, like I don't the, know. The have whole, you ever heard of cleric? Hmm? In the Adeptus Administratum. That sounds pretty nice. And they only work Tell 18 me more. hours a day. Do, do Tell you, me more. Do you remember the one episode we did? I think it was the Ecclesiarchy, and we're going through all the ridiculous ranks, and there's one rank where it's literally just this guy lights candles. <laughs> all day he just lights candles and makes sure. By the time he finishes, the candle he started with has yeah. completely burned down. Yeah. So now he has to go <laughs> replace that candle, and now he's just, it's an endless yeah. cycle. This and, is, in fact, the best job yeah. in 40K. When when his shift ends, someone just comes and taps him and picks up where he left yeah, exactly. off. And then he just goes, that's good. My 34-hour shift is over. <laughs> Time for my allotted two-hour break <laughs> before I must start again. It's nice. And you're expected on your breaks, obviously, to perform your own prayers to the emperor. So. And you have well, to actually bring your own candles to work. <laughs> They're not provided. <laughs> Looking for new candle lighter. Candles not provided. <laughs> yeah. Please bring all the materials necessary for you to complete your job. Okay. Oaths of Allegiance. Ah, James, would you like I'll hit, to? I'll hit it up. So okay. each house has its own proud traditions that spend thousands of standard years and will have fought in countless battles on behalf of humanity. Over this time, oaths have been sworn and fulfilled. A knight's pilot's word is his bond. Knights have sworn allegiance to the Mechanicum and the Imperium. Some knights swear oaths to themselves, and some even swear fealty, dare I say it, to the dark gods. <laughs> Whoever they are bound to, the Imperium or the Adeptus Mechanicus, these are just oaths. They are not subjects in any true sense of the word, as a knight house has been able to maintain a lot of autonomy over the millennia. So Imperial Aligned is obviously the first one we'll talk to because glory be to the Emperor. Of course, yeah. naturally. Oaths are 10,000 years May old. May he reign forever from his golden throne. Well, <laughs> Sorry. That goes without saying. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I know it goes without saying, but I really felt the need to say we it. We should right be there. saying it. Yeah. Before yeah. and after every other word we should be saying. <laughs> Technically. Uh, yeah. Oaths are 10,000 years old, spoken during the Great Crusade and the reunification of humanity. Mm-hmm. And these, bringing them into the fold. Yeah. And these oaths, oaths will last until the Imperium crumbles. Um, a lot of them. Man, that's such that's, a... That's like, never going to happen, so of yeah, course. Yeah, because it will just limp on forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's always going to be some star system that says, no, I'm still the Imperium. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Terra. Terra, sure. Terra yeah. will never fall. Yeah. Well, it can't. It's impossible. Yeah, yeah. It's impossible. Like, many but, have tried to lay siege to it and... Fail. To no avail. That's right. Yeah. Always fails. Then there's the Mechanicum Aligned. Knights that ally themselves with the Mechanicum often uh, are located on or near Forge Worlds. So 
Uh, their ties to the Mechanicum can be seen influencing the house through the priesthood of Mars and the effects of cult Mechanicus has on the rituals and traditions for those houses. So the, can the traditions change then? From house to house? Absolutely. No, I mean like over time. Because well, it says like it's saying that they're, they're affected by the Mechanicum. Do you think we have any traditions that have been around for at least 2,000 years that are the same now as they were back then? Well, we don't have the freaking throne either. I feel like it's like a it. game of telephone though without knowing it. Like. You assume that the, pers- the, the throne isn't a direct link. Yeah. It's an impression, yeah. you know. Okay. So All you right. get like All these right. whispers and you don't fully know, but you think you know. Yeah. And and obviously the Imperium loves record keeping. <laughs> so they will have like good records from many well they'll have records i wouldn't say they're good sure they will have copious amounts of records of what the traditions and rituals would have been you know fifteen thousand sure. years ago but i think that like, they can still change over translation time, and yeah. interpretation okay. words that are used in the time then right, are right. no longer One corrupt used king, now even yeah absolutely someone someone pulls a constantine and decides to editorialize a bunch of shit <laughs> yeah uh that was just that for was me. for you james <laughs> 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 so I think that uh, a lot of the essence of the tr- tradition and ritual would survive. Sure. But I I think it's almost impossible to assume yeah. that you have the exact same ones. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll jump into Freeblades then. Uh, these knights owe no allegiance to any specific knightly house and usually travel either alone with a small group of retainers and scatarians. However you say that. <laughs> Sacristans. Yeah, that one. <laughs> or in small bands of Freeblades. Traveling in the void on their own personal missions of honor, vengeance, or penance, forsaking the heraldry of their former house, giving up the names and breaking their past, they become mysterious warriors to those they fight alongside. It's very similar to the Death Watch in terms of like this is a place where you abandon your previous colors, your previous allegiances, yeah. and you're kind of a little freer to operate on your own, and yeah. you're trying to earn something or regain something. Or- yeah. Um, what what would you call them like in medieval days, like traveling knights, like questering knights? Maybe? So I don't know what the no, European. Like a ronin it's a, a ronin is like the Japanese mm. term for like a knight without a samurai without like yeah. a, a lord. I think they're in. It's probably closer to a European tradition though, because I don't think it would be. Europe is a pretty big place, so there's lots of different traditions. Sure. But in general, I think. Um, there wouldn't be any shame associated with not having a lord necessarily. There, it Depends would, on how you lost your lord. Well, there's there's lots of there's for example in the Hundred Years War there was the free companies and there were just basically groups of knights that didn't have they just kind of fought as mercenaries. So I don't think that I think they probably do follow a European model. Was not a shame associated with not if having a, knight a lord. If a is fighting as a mercenary for money, is that not that in and of itself a source of shame? Because aren't they supposed to fight purely for someone else? Like, I I have this really cool book that is not historically accurate at all, but it's called Rules for a Knight. And it's supposed to be a letter from this knight on this old battlefield writing to his son because he's worried he's going to die. And so he's like, these are the things that you need to know about being a knight. And in it, he does talk about how, like, your sword should never be used for anything other than the protection of someone else. Hmm. Sure, and you might... However and it's supposed might... to be—it's supposed to be an actual letter that this knight wrote to his son. Like, sure. like obviously, like I said, Europe was a big place, so there would be lots of traditions in different places. But there, you could—I don't think it necessarily had the connotations that a Ronin did, because a Ronin is a Ronin because he failed. 
huh. right? Well, they Where, see any kind of like you lose your master, it's your fault. Yes. Whereas yeah. in in Europe, it, I don't think there was the same connotation. You could you could be a knight who's just like wandering around. Although, like you know that poem in Lord of the Rings that uh, that Theoden says in the battle before Helm's Deep. Uh, Fell like, deeds awake. No, no, the one where he's like, "Where's the horse and the rider?" That one. That was an Anglo-Saxon poem about it's the same one. Is it? Sorry. Yeah. Then yeah, that one is about a uh, Anglo-Saxon warrior who's lost his uh, master as well. And does, right, and right. I remember you saying that last time we were watching. So, I mean, maybe there is hmm. different times had different, but I think Ronin is probably a little more distant from what this is talking yes. about. Yeah, Ron. I, yeah, I, I think I agree that Ronin is almost always shameful, whereas like the these free blades like you can just be choose to become one because yeah. maybe there's a goal that you have that doesn't align with your house or your your house master or whatever says like that's a good goal but we can't be a part of it but if you want to yeah. pursue it you know join the free blades for an amount of time or whatever yeah yeah, yeah and uh, every fr- every noble has the right to become a free blade and it is an ancient tradition on night worlds that should a noble choose that path like his his lord can't refuse him uh, one thing about the free blades too is it, it's not an organization necessarily. Like it, it, it is, but it isn't. There is no free blade HQ where no. you go sign paperwork. It, it feels more just like a status. Yeah, you know, yeah. like a, a a mantle that you carry temporarily yeah. while you perform whatever specific duty you've set out for yourself or someone has given you. Yeah, but it it doesn't feel also like a permanent thing. Like the goal seems like you are trying to leave your. Fr- free blade behind at yeah. some point you know like yeah. when you're done you will not be a free blade anymore yeah um one cool thing too about free blades is it kind of just shows how much autonomy knights really do have um because even knights can just leave their household and just go travel the galaxy who has who else has that privilege do, do you think that like you can do that at any time no because you can't you can't be able to do that at any time because if you have another oath that's the thing holding you in place yeah yeah that oath must be fulfilled so if you've sworn to protect the imperium well like no no like wow yeah that's how a do weird you one. Like, how do you go you against can that? you can swear new oaths like okay I just lost my my brother against that guy my new oath is now to kill that guy I'm a free blade my path doesn't take me along the same path as the host who is gonna go. Uh, what, like how do you make that distinction of I'm not abandoning that old oath, I'm replacing it? Because at that point, what does your oath mean if you can just replace just, it? It's just, I don't know. You're, I don't know. You you have your moral compass and you live by it. I don't know. That you just know. doesn't... I'm not sure I, I completely follow that when yeah. when their entire life is supposed to be bound to like what their, their throne mechanicum and their house expects out of them. But maybe you can just put your oath on hold. It's still binding but you can still like, I'm going to do something else for a bit. Like you said, it's something you come back to. So maybe it's, it's, I can do, but maybe one can fit in the purview of the other. It's like that. I definitely yeah. understand. Yeah, That one would make more sense. Yeah. Cause like, if you're like, uh, yeah, my brother got killed by these green skins. So now I'm going to, my new oath is to crusade and get 10 million green skin deaths. <laughs> that is definitely defending the Imperium. Yeah. 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 You know, like yeah, that definitely is the same. But if your vow is to stand at this pond and guard the entrance to this <laughs> exactly. cave and then all of a sudden you leave to go be a free blade, you have now failed that vow. So yeah. I wonder what the actual, like what's the process of getting a new vow and what does it mean to like give up your old one you know because yeah yeah, that seems well if you did make a vow to just stand guard somewhere for a certain amount of time i I don't think you would become a free blade 
or you'd become be bound ashamed free blade like yeah there and is the penitent crusade bow. yeah now you're you're on a penitent crusade yeah. <laughs> fuck it i have 50 more years of this I'd, i'm just becoming a free blade i, I was fucking leaving and becoming a free blade. i would rather go on a penance <laughs> crusade <laughs> than stand next to this pod <laughs> it was my stupid 10th grandfather jerdududu <laughs> who made this vow why do i gotta follow through with it <laughs> Stupid idiots. Stupid. <laughs> Making yeah. vows for 500 years. <laughs> yeah. They, you always got to watch out for the small print on these, uh, <laughs> these fucking oaths, for sure. Yeah. I just picture some, like, uh, some house master or whatever. He's, like, bringing up the newest guy, but he knows, like, I'm going to give you the worst <laughs> service ever. And the new, you know, knight is so excited to, like, be a knight and go through his ritual of becoming. Yeah. He's not reading the fine print and then all <laughs> oh. of a sudden the house master is and here's your night and here's your station goodbye goodbye <laughs> it just ships them out <laughs> oh. get out of you here. have 50 years of uh digging trenches <laughs> for water irrigation systems i don't know why that guy vowed that but <laughs> i will do this for a hundred years i will My make irrigation it was just a, he's just trying to fuck with his family literally the last day of his life <laughs> The dude's like, me and my family will not rest until we have dug all these trenches. Yeah. And you know what? No swords allowed. <laughs> With And no suits allowed. You have to no, do it by hand. It's by hand. <laughs> Honor and tradition Fuck! demands it. <laughs> Son, you're, you've been born into a house with much honor. We are on our 10,000th year. <laughs> 1,000 years of digging this trench. Do you know how many shovels that is, son? <laughs> if it was Minecraft, it's a lot of shovels. I'm telling you that right now. 64 bricks, man, at least. <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah, free blades are interesting. Like, you go on the path of free blade for a thousand different reasons, and you'll leave it for a thousand different ones, you know? Yeah. Um, the free blade, I think, is where you experience the true individualism of the night itself. Yeah, it, it feels more to me like, uh, yeah, honestly, I make so many, I could make so many comparisons to the Death Watch. Yeah, when you're a Black Templar and you're in like the Black Templar chapter, you are expected to act a certain way. Yeah, you know, like, and and I think you even you want to do those things. You know, yeah. you feel comfortable doing them. But that doesn't mean that no Black Templar has ever been curious about something else. Yeah. A little psi curious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe what about they, this, this psychic stuff? Is ca- curious? <laughs> <laughs> well, we For call sure. it pri-curious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Maybe. yeah, it, it seems like it's... <laughs> A little pri-sexual. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're outside of like the watchful eye of everyone around you with all those expectations, you know. Yeah. You are a little more free to act differently, create like a new identity for yourself, you know, earn something beyond what you've earned under your family name. Maybe you wanted something that was only your own. Yeah. You know, maybe this is what like a bondsman's like only desires to become a free blade and maybe try and found his own house. Yeah. You know, get out, get out of the thumb of his, what he thinks are evil masters. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. I think the free blade has a lot of good character and opportunity. Yeah. I could see myself if I ever get through my backlog, which is unlikely. But if yeah, I ever it's, do, it's called a backlog for a reason. Yeah. 
I would love to do just like one free blade light night because I don't think I could do as many nights as you, Mark. But like few people can. But I could see myself doing one night and just making him like he has this quest or yeah. like this. He has the he has to find some cup or something. And, <laughs> and you could a holy write cup. So many cool stories about yeah. that single night yeah. on his own journeying through the stars. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> very cool. Very very cool. And then you could write stories about these these kind of nights too. Chaos Knights. <gasps> My and favorite. <laughs> raping and pillaging their way through the stars. I love the way they made those look. Man, yeah. those spikes and the chains and that frozen mask <laughs> screaming terror horror look. Oh, my God. It, yeah. They are great models. A little backwards legs, too, make them a little more animalistic looking. Yep, yep. It is incredible. Digigrade? Digitigrade? Hmm. <laughs> Digitigrade. Digitigrade. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. It is incredibly rare for a knight to fall to chaos, but there are some examples of whole houses even falling. That typically happened during the Horus Heresy and not so much nowadays. Uh, but the dark call the, the the dark gods call to us in many ways. During the Horus Heresy, the galaxy was engulfed in the fiercest civil war mankind has ever known. Even all but even all the built-in hypno-psycho loyalty conditioning brought on by the throne mechanicum did not save all the knights from the effects of chaos. The imperial knights that did turn to chaos have long since died, but their souls live on as demons floating in the shelves of their corrupted war machines. The chaos knights themselves have also mutated, sprouting claws, tails, and other horrendous natural weapons as blessings of the dark gods. Seeing, like, Nurgle conversions on knights is yeah. probably one of my favorite things. Mm. Just the, because the size of the model is so large, <laughs> and people are already so familiar working in such tiny scale, you get some crazy detail yeah. on those. You, oh. s- you see some people, like, Kit Bash and Knight in, like, the glot glotkin twins from aos okay and it's just like this fat pustless guy but you know you put that belly on a knight or something and yeah it's so cool yeah like man chaos knights 10 out of 10 yeah yeah um i have a pretty neat one it's uh oh it's your uh mutated yeah it's a infected virus yeah it's infected with the blade virus i said it before you did i win yeah fuck but yeah you know there's all types of chaos knights and cool mutations uh fighting alongside the rest of the forces of chaos and remaining active to this day now twisted and changed by the mutating power of the warp chaos knights are truly a terrifying foe I like that they've definitely kept that um, similarity with the Throne Mechanicum, how all the previous knights kind of have an imprint in the Throne Mechanicum. Mm. Well, in that same way, these knights also have the souls of their previous (laughs) pilots living as demons or spirits or haunting forces in the knight itself. Yeah. So I think it's really cool to like... um, don't as open far up as I'm, the hatch, you'll let the ghosts. Out. Yeah, as far as I'm aware, these knights don't even require pilots anymore, do they? No, no. Yeah, yeah, they're like self-sufficient. Some of these knights even get corrupted by literal demons and become like demon-possessed knights. Right, know? right. Just but, like how titans can become demon-possessed. Yeah, exactly. entire ships, like void ships, can become demon-possessed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think actually, like in lieu of the machine spirit. Yeah. Um, a lot of like Abaddon's ship, he they like they slaved demons into the engine and that demon is the one like piloting them through the warp and like making warp jump calculations and they're just performing like arcane rituals on him or whatever so think think of how productive the imperium would be if the if chaos could stop being so mean and just join forces and they could like you you just 
power your force with demon energy. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, demons, can you power my ship and not be horrible? Yeah. That would be so nice. Maybe try not to kill us this time. Just, yeah. And, and just think be, about it. Just, just be so nice if we could all work together. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, we'll schedule a meeting with uh, <laughs> Chaos Gods and we'll see what kind of negotiations can happen here. It'd be so nice if we could all get together, just be on the same team. Um, cool. Let, let's talk about Knight Heraldry. Yeah. Um, we kind of went over Chaos Knights real quick. There's a lot to them, but ultimately, if you get the concept of Chaos, you get the concept of Chaos Knights. Yeah. So. Um, chaos going to chaos. Yeah. Uh, night houses predate the Imperium and have had a long time to create a legacy and meaning behind each subtle piece of heraldry. Every Imperial knight is a precious and valued war machine, revered by its noble pilot and painstakingly maintained by the house sacristans responsible for its upkeep. Each is painted in the glorious heraldry of its house and decorated with imagery and iconography that tell of its homeworld, oaths, and battle honors. Cool. Have you have you guys seen like some of those paint jobs that people do where they paint like glorious murals murals stuff? on the shoulder pads? Oh, my oh god. Yeah. That is a wet dream in the making right there. <laughs> those things look so good. Yeah. It's, I love that. It's, it's just stupid. like a big canvas for like, people yeah. to work on. I, I look at the that and I see like you see like a cropped image, you know, so you don't see the full model. All you see is that and you're like Wow, where did this 40-foot-long thing come in? Because that's the only way you get that much detail in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it zooms out, and you're like, oh, my God, that's on a two-inch big piece of plastic. <laughs> yeah, they are wild what some of those people do. And that's perfect. That's how I imagine, like, I know it. they won't do that on a 40K model because most people can't do that, <laughs> yeah. myself being one of those people. But, like, the you idea... can't, change. I know. Anyone who's seen my models know exactly where I am. <laughs> But the idea that there is, like, that's what I think should be on, on a mall. Absolutely. On a night. It's just, because, yeah. like, you think about it, these are these people painting this giant house-sized arm <laughs> shoulder pad. Yeah. You know that they're going to get some crazy painter to paint just this mural of, <laughs> of the history that battles it's yeah. fought in. You, you might even repaint it after every battle, because you're oh, yeah. so much damage, and you paint it with a scene from that most recent oh, battle. That's cool. Every time. You get a, something new <laughs> on your armor, you know? Oh. Cool. Someone should do that every time they play with the knight. Have oh to it. I would never play with my knights. <laughs> Five games in, it's just like thick. It's like a scooped. Yeah, model. you're not stripping it. Yeah, you're just adding just like, on. What the fuck? <laughs> it's from all the battles. No, you just you just make it so that every time it takes damage, you take a piece off and break it, and then you have to put a new piece on How many uh, night... GW is loving you right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm selling it. I'm selling <laughs> it. Um, the night houses use an elaborate system of heraldry signifying their allegiance and the house to which they belong. Knights will use some variation of their house's heraldry as their livery, incorporating its themes and motifs, but no two liveries can be identical because they identify the individual knight themselves. Yeah. Uh, most knights carry a variety of pennants and banners proudly proclaiming their heritage and battle honors. These flags are flown from carapaces and weapons, but most commonly hang from the pinions that drive the war machine's powerful legs. Cool. So that's uh, in between the legs. That's yeah. a very common place to see like very long, big pennants. Yeah. <laughs> I like on Titans how they have them nice. hanging off the guns. You don't really see it as much on the knights and they don't come equipped with it, but... It, you yeah. could do it. You yeah, can find absolutely. Right, find maybe like a space marine backpack banner would be the perfect kind of scale for knights, or like a an imperial guardsman holding banner. No, yeah. that, that's actually quite large. Yeah, there might be the right one out there, but yeah, I always like the look of it draping from a weapon. 
Yeah. I like the idea of that weapon like swinging laterally to like get a target and it, that thing just flapping. Yeah, making that yeah. snapping noise in the wind because it's going so fast. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, <clears throat> the kill campaign and honor badges are a mix of local iconography, uh, probably unique to their house, and sigils used by the armies of the Imperium. So I love the like the Imperium loves symbolism and imagery and Skulls. yeah knights are no different and they yeah. just every single battle honor you've ever had plaster it on there <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. You've, every campaign you've been into fucking put that on there you know <laughs> you're keeping track of even ads you step on for your kill count <laughs> you know you're just you just got that red number yeah. <laughs> in like the top right of your your ui you yeah. know and it's just every step you take another 40 jump up you're like fuck yeah I you did. got it this is awesome i'm gonna be the ant stomper <laughs> ant bane ant bane <laughs> i like it so knights at war when the titan legions of the adeptus mechanicus march to war contingents from the night worlds march beside them and knightly houses will also send detachments of knights to fight alongside other allies when they feel it is their duty or obligation to do so so knightly houses will also fight alongside Astra Militarum, Space Marine, and other Imperial forces whenever they feel it is their duty. So Yeah, I This is like definitely the image I have of knights. It's the duty and honor. That's like hmm. I think that's what most people see as well. If you're not yeah. a part of the Knight House, you know, you're not privy to its inner workings, this is all you would know about them. Yeah, yeah. They show up and help and then yeah. Disappear. Without a trace. Just makes you want to watch Treasure Planet. <laughs> that, oh. I do love that movie. <laughs> it's a great movie. So here's some like organization of uh, of knights. So lances. A lance is a group of knights between three to five. There are many different types of lances. Some building around optimizing the knight next to you when you when other lances might consist of random groups. So yeah. like so it might you, be like teams if you know there's like or, a big wall coming up, you might specifically get one knight in your lance that is great at big breaking walls. Yeah. And then one that's great at defending that gap. And then one that is going to sow discord somewhere else. But it also might just be completely random. Yeah, it might just be even uh, familiarity. You like fighting with this knight. Absolutely, yeah. And you'll just overcome whatever it is you need. Yeah. Like you're a knight. You can do you most. You can do whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh no! How am I gonna get through this wall? <laughs> Shoulder charge. Yeah, yeah, I'll just walk through it. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. And so. one of the coolest fucking things in all of forty k. Absolutely. Once again, you just gotta keep in your mind the picture of fucking medieval castles and <laughs> brickwork and like that bars on the window. There's a moat. Okay, carry on. Keep okay. That picture in your mind. Drop keeps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't even need to describe it. I already know what it is. <laughs> For Imperial Knights, the drop keep is an essential orbit to ground landing vessel. Somewhat resembling the larger coffin landers of Titan Walkers, the primary difference is that the drop keep can deploy directly into battle, creating an instant fortification. Drop keeps are heavily armored and lined with servitor crude gun emplacements, but their most deadly weapon is their cargo of war machines. It's, it's literally a castle <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> built on a platform with engines that just like rises and lowers. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. You know, that's a drop keep. Yeah. Jo- joke's on you because my house, the keep is literally mo- mobile. <laughs> okay. I like it. Uh, the drop keep can carry up to 12 Imperial Knights <laughs> directly to war. Yeah. They will come down on blazing retro rockets, and even as they touch down, 
uh, will be opening their portcullis and drawbridge <laughs> to allow the towering night engines to sally forth. Sally! <laughs> I like it. Many houses oh. have also added auto-unfurling banners and vox hailers, ensuring that when their scions charge into battle, they do so with their proud colors flying and triumphal music playing as befits their noble station. So Makes sense? Cool. Yeah. Well, you don't sense? want your banners to burn up in orbital drop. Oh, goodness that is gracious true. me, no. no. You need those auto-unfurling banners. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If there's a knight charging at me, I need to know whose knight it is, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm only going to know that with their their banners. Yes, sir. So. so I imagine that sometimes those those have to play long after the battle's over because there's so many honors <laughs> that they've got. The battle ended 12 weeks ago, but it's still, it's playing. still playing. Can you get your drop keep out of here? This is in the city square. <laughs> Noise complaints everywhere. You think it just like flattens everything? Oh, yes. <laughs> like it's a Drop pod. I picture Space Marine drop pods, but for knights. Yeah, yeah. You know? Holding twelve dro- knights. <laughs> yeah, just launching through space. That's so wild. Yeah, it's so forty k. Yeah, it's just so comical. So this is what I was saying. You guys were talking about rationale, or no? This or, makes complete sense, man. Hundred <laughs> percent. I, I don't have a single flaw to point out. That's where we're at. Hey, that's, that's right. Okay. That's where I'm at now, for sure. <laughs> After that episode, he's had some emotional abuse over the course of all this time doing 40k podcast. Yeah. So wow, that's knights. That's imperial knights. They're fucking sweet. <laughs> They're pretty awesome. They're yeah. definitely one of the cooler, more recognizable aspects of 40k. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just they take it over the top to the extreme, and I like it. I like it a lot. Um, yeah. yeah. When did you, when did you first get into Knights? Was it like, um, as soon as you found out about 40k, you saw Knights and loved them? Were you a couple years into the hobby before you learned about um, them? Like I seen them around in Titanicus, but they just had so little lore. They were basically just smaller one man Titans. And I thought they were cool. Like I've always liked robots and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, when, but there was no distinction between them and Titans, really. Not much. You know, yeah. they had the odd little thing. But it was definitely when they got their actual 40K model is when, you know, they came out and, oh, yeah, they're literally just knights in space. Yeah. You know, and not something else. So I fell in love. Me and you have suits of armor. Me and you have swung swords at each other. You know, it's just <laughs> everyday life sometimes. Uh, I will never forget the time that uh, we had built some weapons yeah. out of PVC pipe and foam noodles. Of course, classic. And as grown men, mind you. No, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This isn't like us playing as children. No. This could just no. be like last week or something. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. we we had like an entire uh, rule set for how we it was like the proper way to duel someone. And we had like <laughs> point scoring systems yeah, and man. people would like were judging like our competition. We were setting up like these whole battle royales in this like uh, community center yeah, church. Big thing, auditorium. Like, we had like probably 15, 20 people all yeah. just most of them on this podcast. Even, so. <laughs> yeah. You know, the type there's of, a type. There's a type. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, I'll never forget. Uh, there was a guy joined us and it was his first time participating. He was really excited. And I knocked out his tooth. <laughs> yeah. Just a spear jab right to the mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I got hit in the head, got some nasty bruises. Yeah. There was some blood spilled. Yeah. It was fun stuff. Yeah. Look, we all want to be knights. We all want to be a knight. We all want to be a knight. I have a, I have a book that literally tells me the rules for being a knight. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at it, but, you know. We try, and each it's day a, we get a little closer. It's to a journey. Down. Yeah, exactly. Right, James? Life is a highway. <laughs> I'm going to ride it. 
All okay. night long. All night long. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we're going to go through a Patreon. If you are still listening, come on. Go support the show. Um, I don't know how long that was. but you know. This is probably like a two-hour episode. Yeah, go support the show. Um, helps us keep going and doing what we love. So, yeah, support the Patreon. We're going to take it away. All right. Thank you to Trevor, Harold, Joe, Florian, Stupid Baby Man, mm-hmm. Professor Wang, Bach Wow, Corey, Benny, Thomas Razor, Scott, a.k.a. The Fear Inc., Jan, Isaac, Tridick, Captain D38, Seth, Killian, Robert, Mick, Jurgen or Jurgen, Valgetz, Ron, Mr. Sursocks, Mr. Kursocks, I don't know, Pope Hilarious, Chef Boyardees, <laughs> Soto, Matthew, Deaths McGee, Izzo, Albert, Another Poseur, Brett, Hayden, Hampus, Nox Quante, Klaus, Hagen, Trathen, Taco Claw, Northlock, Mehmet the Odd, Vaughn, Thomas, Alden, Bloodspark, and Mountford. Sweet. Thank you all so much. That really means a lot to us. Um, yeah, thanks for contributing and participating in the show, guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the episode. Before I wrap it up, make sure you go come check out my show, Pillow Talk with Mark and B. Um, we do weekly episodes. It's nice. It's fun. Come check it out. Shoot us a message. Uh, and just as a little bit of a, a tease, do you want to say what we're doing for our next episode? Uh, yeah, next. They won't even believe it. They man. won't. Yeah. They won't even. F- it, are we even telling the truth? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You well, know what? Yeah, fuck you guys. We're doing a Space Wolves episode. Yeah, yeah exactly. Fuck you guys. Oh, Space Wolves. Yeah. Oh. Whether you believe it or not, that's up to yeah. you. And then episode 99 would do the Emperor. No, that's impossible. <laughs> We've always said we would never do an Emperor episode. Hey, you so. know. Uh, Take me for my word or not. I don't care. There's no way. 100%. I'm calling it right now. I'm betting $10 million. I don't have it, but I'm betting it. I'm about to be rich. <laughs> cool. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you very much. Peace. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.